0: in a world where combat sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Professional Wrestling. wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly,
1: it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley, and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of
0: crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't
1: forget that the only reason though to be cleared to begin with was because AEW Very was going true. to and they Very were trying true. to sign
0: him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sanhagen,
1: but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Alderman Sterling and Puyo Jan running that back and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought
0: Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got
1: rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest You hear Dustin, after the fight, admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do
0: you think Pena has a chance against Manunia? The card isn't very good in my opinion, even
1: the undercard I don't think is that great. When, GON and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. As definitely, boxing. Yes, Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, "Let's put up our purses against one another," and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm gonna say congratulations, to Tyron Woodley, for making two million dollars.
0: I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Laugh out loud! So funny that this is the boxing people talk about most. Who said the best boxers fighting? this is what boxing has become the promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best they protect their own interests they protect their fighters and they never let the best fight the best and there's multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more I have them this weekend. I'm just gonna let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully
1: I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Vikings jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English, so like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olofsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I... Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos
0: Santos, Andre Olofsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like...
1: It's just like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. Exactly. Fightful, Fightful, Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I like got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from
0: RBDT Tito for life. <laughs> Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight straight from YouTube.com. Live Rounds. The Marksman have arrived.
1: You're watching Live Rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Osprey.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, Episode 82. Um, very rarely am I able to do this show and know that a dream match of mine is about to happen within hours. I'm super excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I uh, it's almost surreal. Like, it's something that I probably thought we would never get just because of the relationship that Kenny Omega had with New Japan after leaving. And also, like, what is the chances of him and Will Ospreay actually facing each other and um, just how all the things have aligned. And this is where we're at. It's just uh, it's pretty amazing. And I'm super excited. I don't know how I'm going to fall asleep tonight, but I'm definitely going to try. And then I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom. So, other than that, how are you doing tonight, Steven?
1: Doing good, man. So, you're going to – do you not have to work tomorrow morning? I called in. Oh, did you? <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, I called in. Nice. I couldn't. It sucks, too, because I had to go to work. I, we were off on Monday because of the holiday. I had to go into work. And then it's like, hey, I, I need to use a vacation day tomorrow. Like, it was just, I didn't call in sick. I used the vacation day. So, I just – it is what it is. I'm not
1: missing it nice that's awesome yeah I'll, I, uh, I just
0: won't be productive I'll be checking my phone I'll be spoiling it for myself like it just it won't be what it should be and I want it to be what it should be
1: yeah yeah so you basically like you go to sleep tonight and just not look at your phone at all until yeah. like you wake up no phone just watch the match
0: Yeah, so I probably won't be tweeting until about, I don't know, like 10 a.m. or so, where I'll, you know, let it all out, but yeah. So are you going to,
1: like, fast-forward through up until that match starts and, like, just watch that Um, right away and then kind of just pick and choose from there? I think so. I think that's
0: going to be the plan. We'll see. I don't know, though. I I mean, the Sasha thing definitely looks real now, right? Like, she's literally thanking everyone and – thanking even sasha banks the character and all that like so it definitely looks like that's happening so i'm curious to see how that goes i'm also very curious to see if they announce matches for the january 21st wrestle kingdom so i want to see what happens there um what other surprises they have in store i'm not really feeling okada and jay white but it is what it is um we'll just kind of see we'll get into more depth about the card but uh yeah, definitely looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah, for sure. Before we get into all the topics tonight, as always, shout out to FK. Um, check out the eBay store in the description below. Um 10% off. A- go on the store, 10% off, just send him a, co- a, um, a message that says fight or she's fight talk. It says uh, live rounds or or fight talk or all the Doug 21 or Steven or Doug, Any anything that has to do with our show. Just send pk a message you'll get 10 off of your order over there on his ebay uh on his ebay store and he has a lot of really good stuff over there for wrestling fans um like i mean action figures dvds it's, it's constantly changing because co- stuff is constantly selling and he's constantly replenishing the uh the, the uh store so uh please go check that out once again the link is in the description below um thank you again to pk for being a part of the show and also if you guys have super chats Make sure to send them during the show because we'll make sure to get to them. um, Especially if you have predictions for Wrestle Kingdom or any of the other stuff we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. Um, Sting had a very passionate promo, uh, promo towards Darby Allen, and like you know, so I'm very interested in that in that match, especially with it being in Seattle, which is basically his his backyard. Um, So there's a lot of good stuff we're going to be talking about tonight. Of course, a ton of Wrestle Kingdom stuff. Um, Don West passed away. That's another huge topic, especially for this channel specifically being so TNA um, centric when it first started all those years ago with Bill and Doug, like, so be able to talk about uh, Don West and, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again right now, Don West and Mike Tanae is my favorite commentary team in the history of wrestling. I thought they were just like perfect together, you know, and, it, and I love that Don West was like just a mark for wrestling. Like he didn't have to be an expert. It's the same reason that I think that Pat McAfee does a good job in the WWE, like yeah. they're, just, they're just fans out there and having a good time. And Mike Taney, the professor, him being right there, he could always explain what the wrestling fans needed to know. But like, you know, so we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about memories of Don West and stuff throughout the show too, and uh, yeah, happy New Year's to everybody who's in the chat. We we appreciate y'all. 2023. We're planning on getting uh, like some new logos and stuff. We will eventually do merch. Just trying to lock down like a good logo and stuff like that to put on some merchandise for y'all. Didn't want to rush something out for the holidays that you guys wouldn't want. So um, still playing around with that, but we will get you guys some merchandise um, sometime very soon. And um, like a new intro for the for the for the show sometime soon. And I put together just a little bit of a different graphic for today and stuff, just changing it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we appreciate y'all for, uh, for joining us coming into, uh, to 2023.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I think we got to get this out of the way. Just it, it's on everybody's mind at heart, everything right now. Um, what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night? Oh, yeah. I, it's so hard to focus on football and wondering like where your team seating is going to be and all that stuff. Like, I just have never witnessed anything like that on live TV, and uh, it's just—it's really—it's—it's uh, it, it's devastating as a sports fan, honestly. And I—I I hope for the best. Um, I wouldn't—I would be lying if I felt optimistic, but I—I I just hope for the best. I mean, we've seen miracles happen before, but like, I—I I, when I saw those coaches' reactions and those players' reactions, like. I knew that this one was different. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I just, I can't imagine all of a sudden you just feel like, okay, next week we got a full lineup of games here. Let's get it going. Like I, I don't know how you handle this situation. I really don't. I, me personally, I don't think there's gonna be football this week. I just don't. I don't. I don't see how you can do it. And then I think they're gonna regroup and try to figure <coughs> out what what to do next week. And I just, I don't think there's gonna be football this week
1: yeah yeah i mean it's that's tough because i know <clears throat> it's, it's weird because like i mean obviously i don't have like the the mentality like the like the mental toughness or whatever you call it that like a football player has like that mindset of like going into a game and i mean like the chances of getting hurt are like so statistically high when you think about what those guys are doing like the size of these guys and like what they're act- like what the sport of football is like it's It's one of those things where you have to like you're you have to have just a different type of mindset to even like get into a sport like that and be playing it at this kind of level with these kind of athletes, and yeah, and it's so it's hard for me to relate to that obviously, but like for me, if I saw something like that like right up close like that, like I don't know if I'd ever want to play football again. Like I'd be I'd be like that was like just a that was a routine thing that happened, and you know, that could happen to anybody. And there's a lot of things that could contribute to, to what happened. Right. But like, it's one of those things. It's like, I would be, I'd be shook as a player. Like I'll be completely honest. Like I, I definitely, I, mean, I, I definitely consider like, there's going to be a lot of players that probably don't want to play this week. Like you're saying, I think they're going to have to like, There's going to be players
0: this. that might never want to play again. Let's be right. honest. Like, right. Sure. That this thing is, is it could go with like further ramifications than we're even thinking right now on top of that. I mean he died on the field he had no pulse they had to give yes. him cpr and they brought him back so like those players witnessed him you know his life leave his body that is a tough thing to yeah. overcome and that's somebody you know you know what i mean like that's not just you know some guy like that's their teammate i, I just yeah i don't know man
1: i think that they're it won't even be just football probably i mean like like we're we're lucky it hasn't happened in the ufc like honestly like like with how hard those guys hit each other like i mean well
0: like you remember jeremy stevens just pushed that guy at the weigh-in and he had like a concussion and then like he still has issues about like from it and that's just a push like yeah we just don't know and like i'm not going crazy here i'm just saying like is it a heart thing did he have a heart defect like or is it just like you can just anybody can just get hit in the chest and you can go like that because if that's the case how do you feel great about playing football
1: well i mean it's one of those things honestly that i think is just i i hate to put it like this. well i shouldn't say i hate to put it like this i think this is like a pretty realistic way of looking at it is like it's just a freak one in a trillion type thing. It's, it's like, it's like with Jerry Lawler, you know, like his heart, like it's the same kind of, like, I think it's very similar. I'm obviously no doctor or scientist or whatever. Like, right. I'm, you know, I'm just, this I'm is not,
0: just two right. football fans talking. Right. Like, Don't I'm
1: because so. I've seen people also say like, this has nothing at all to do with football or the hit. This is just strictly just, he just, just that happened. And whether it was playing football or not, like I was going to drop at that, at that moment in yeah. time, you know? And it's hard like once again i'm no expert in anything but my thing is like it's pretty coincidental to me that you would take a massive hit and then like then that like then it happens right after that like i don't think that's a coincidence just like the jerry lawler thing i think there's a lot of things that contribute to that and like everything it's like all the stars aligning in like the worst way possible to where like you know maybe there is an underlying issue of some kind maybe the hit hits you just right and your heart just gets just gets hit just the right way and you're just that level of, of exhausted just enough for you you know your body shuts down i mean there's maybe it's just like the perfect alignment of all these bad things maybe happening at the exact right time but it's just also you know here well here's the thing like you know and obviously those guys were high level athletes if if i just ran across the field right now and someone hit me like that i'd probably die yeah you know what I mean? Like I'm not trained for it or prepared for it, but like it's very well, believable that of a human was, being could get hit that hard in the chest, and it would. It would this kill. is kind of what I was
0: talking about. About like if you go back to previous eras and you look at the athletes in football, like it's not the same. These guys are a totally different specimen now, right? And I just think that there's going to have to be some accountability for some of these changes. You know, receivers weren't necessarily. 220 and going running at a four, three into your chest. Like it just wasn't happening like that. So I I don't, I don't know what the ramifications are. I really, I think the NFL is under a lot of pressure. I don't know if you can make a right decision in this situation. I don't even know how I feel about like the playoffs and all this stuff. Like it just feels off now. Yeah. And uh, it's, and it's nobody's fault, right? Like I'm not blaming anybody that any of this happened. It's just like where do you go from here? You know? Yeah. I do think this is a one good thing though, like idea wise. I think what they should really consider is after um after a team a- after the season is over, a team should get a week off going into the playoffs. All everybody. Because at that point, you've all played a full season and you are going into the playoffs now. So everybody would be as fresh as they could possibly be going into the playoffs. And I think it's just it's just smart. These guys are beat up. They're tired. They've played 17 games now. And I think it's just smart to give them another week break. You're, you're, the, you're the best teams that made it. You get a, another week to to figure this out, like to get as healthy as you possibly can and prepare for this stretch run. Not just
1: one T, you yeah. know. Yeah, I I agree, and there also needs to be something in place, kind of somewhat similar to like when the league was dealing with COVID, where like if you're just not comfortable playing, you don't have to play. Like they need to figure out a way of like because there's I, I could fully understand players just not wanting to play the rest of the season or maybe ever again, mm-hmm. like you said, and there needs to be a way of.
0: Of handling
1: that, you know, like with between themselves and the team to where no one's getting like there's no issues. Like, I think, and I think everyone will be pretty understanding in this situation when it comes to all this. Like, Frankie in the chat, I'll put this on the screen, um, says he doesn't think that the he says the shoulder pads are very protective around the chest. Reason he doesn't think it was an equipment issue. I don't necessarily think it was an equipment issue either. I just think that I just think you can just get hit in the right spot. Like, it just you know what I mean? Like, it's just you, you got it. I don't, it, the only way to honestly explain it, in my opinion, is that he got hit just the the perfect way for that to happen to him. To him. And, like, had he got hit just a little bit one di- direction or the other direction or whatever, this probably doesn't happen. Like, I just think it was just the – he just got hit. The, he, he just got hit in a really – it's terrible. Like, it's super – it's incredibly unlucky. Like, I, I don't yeah. know how else to really – like, I feel terrible for the guy that he ran it. like, that he tackled, too. I mean, like, anyone involved in this. Like, that was like, T. Higgins. Office, yeah. Like, that was T. He, Higgins. He's probably walking around today crying all day. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like, he's, like, I mean, this I, is terrible.
0: I, I just think when a 24-year-old healthy athlete just immediately drops basically dead, like, we need to investigate why whatever that means that we just need to figure out why <laughs> and sure. see yeah. like what kind of tests they can do, see what happens and go from there. Because that is not normal. Something is definitely off there and I don't know what, what it is, but if it's proven that it was just a, the perfect shot at the right time, then I mean, that is what it is. But I just, I just hope we never see that again. And I hope it is as freak as freak accident as we've seen, because it took 51 years for something like that to happen yeah. in the NFL. And I just hope now that's not a recurring thing. Cause if right. it is, then we might have to look into some other things and see what the hell is going on. That's
1: just well, how I, mean, I feel. Well, think about it. I mean, like in pro wrestling, I mean, like we, it's very rare, but like we've seen guys die in, in the, you know. ra- I mean, Owen Hart's obviously like the big example that like most people would know that obviously it wasn't like actually pro wrestling related. Like, you, know, you guys know what I mean, like the stunt and everything. But like, but you, been, but you no know, also have died. It's, been, it's super, super, super rare for something this risky that so many people have done. and It like hardly ever happens.
0: Also, that really put into perspective for me, though, just how cold blooded it was to continue that show after. Owen oh,
1: died. oh yeah. Oh, it really, it really makes you really think like how. Because like,
0: basically, it was almost everybody's immediate thoughts. We're not going to play this football game after this. Right. And like the fact that like they went on and did that pay per view, like I listen, I was I lived in Kansas. I know a lot of people that went to that show. I know a lot of people that saw Owen Die. And like everyone was shook and they didn't go home afterwards though. They stayed for the pay per view. You know what I mean? Like I think it was just unprecedented and all that. But like if you look at it now from that perspective of like, Someone just died in front of that crowd, and they continued on with the show. That's pretty rough.
1: Yeah, when well, people are giving you know credit to like Joe Buck and the, like the commentators and stuff who like had to basically deliver this news as it was happening in real time, and I was kind of like I was thinking to myself also like Jim Ross doesn't deserve enough credit like for what because he had to do the same kind of thing like after like he and he knew Owen was dead and like they were still doing the show. And like, yeah. he's like, He had to, like, finish the show just commentating there after delivering the news and, like, knowing that this guy has died. Like, yeah. it's, it's so crazy. Not only that, he,
0: he made the announcement.
1: The That's he what I'm announced. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah he, he made the announcement.
0: And it's like, okay,
1: who, next who's back, coming out now? You know? Yeah. European <laughs> title. All right, let's go. It's like, yeah. It's crazy. Also, shout out Chris Jericho. Guy gets a lot of hate for some yeah. stuff. But, like. Yeah. he donated ten thousand dollars you know i mean that's
0: did you awful. see what happened too huge. is he, he spelled yeah, he mis- his name wrong yeah. so he donated five and then to he made sure he spelled it correctly He donated another five so a five thousand dollar uh uh mistake i guess but not really right like it's yeah. funny. yeah it's like uh, i want to make sure i get this right
1: yeah people are like oh he donated to trump it's like okay yeah it's okay i get i get if you don't like that but like also don't 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 weigh that completely against like this isn't the first time chris jericho has done something like this for somebody he's he's known as like one of the main people where if you have a GoFundMe or something like that he silently like you maybe put his name there daniel like,
0: garcia when he had that bad car accident and he didn't even know that they were he just knew they were independent wrestlers
1: you right know what i mean does it all apparently he does it all the time for people and just you know Puts his name there, probably more so So the person receiving it, like, knows Like, oh, damn, Chris Jericho, you know what I mean? Like, but he isn't, like, on Twitter Like, hey, I just donated To this today, like, you know what I mean? He doesn't say anything about it ever Um, but, yeah, so And he's also, doesn't he bought, like Wrestlers Like, they were, like, really down and out I think he's helped with, like, people's Bills and housing I mean, he's, like, he's, like, one of those guys Who's, like, he'll He'll like he'll really really help you if you need the help and, and you know he's cool with you but, anyways that's that's really cool ten thousand dollars that's who can say a bad yep. thing about something like that.
0: Yep, um, I I was uh, just looking at Twitter and Kota Bushi tweeted out a picture of the young bucks and him and Kenny and said Kenny don't get hurt tonight just win only and uh, so. I guess we can go into Wrestle Kingdom in a sense of like, I don't know if we're gonna see Koto Ibushi. I but the way that the storyline has been like implicated, I think that we might. And I'm I'm excited for that. And also kind of just would tell like where things are possibly heading. Um so if anybody doesn't know what's going on with Kota Ibushi, he had a really bad injury, then he had a really bad falling out with New Japan. And he's been out for a long time. But I feel like if anybody can make him step foot back into New Japan to close out his contract or whatever, it would be Kenny Omega. So I I wouldn't rule out the idea that Ibushi comes to, like, Kenny's defense or whatever maybe he comes out after the match whatever the case may be but i think we might see koto ibushi tonight
1: yeah that'd be sick that'd be sick i, ha- I haven't uh followed enough of it like leading up to this uh like what news did you Japan's see the press overall. conference i saw clips of it on twitter yeah i mean i saw osprey go ham yeah. yeah yes yeah i'm sure you and love I, that so
0: So to me, it's like this, this is modern day Brett and Sean. This is exactly what Brett and Sean was, is that a sense of like, Brett was the best. He knew he was the best, but he also knew that Sean was coming eventually to take that title, but he wasn't ready to give it to him. And I feel like this is the exact same thing with Osprey and Omega. Omega's been the best. But he knows osprey is the guy now and he knows that osprey is going to take that mantle from him eventually he's just not ready to give it to him yet and the fact that we are going to get this in their prime i don't know if it's kenny's prime but it's definitely osprey's prime and i think that kenny can still really go we're going to find out because what's crazy is he's been doing these trios matches but he hasn't gone in a singles match and he's gonna go go. Like, I don't think this match is going to be 15 minutes. Like, they're gonna go to war. And uh I I just I just hope both guys end up being healthy. But there really does seem some legit animosity there. And I also like the fact that, you know, Osprey took out a Bushi with his hidden blade and gave him a concussion. And the, the story of it is, is that like he crossed the line and Kenny will never forgive him for that. And he's basically telling him that like, I'll do it to you too. And you know, if you don't want to pass the mantle, I'm just going to take it. It is what it is. I'm the best. And I just, I love this story. I love this match. I'm so excited for this. I don't think that we normally get these types of matches, especially in new Japan. Like to me, this feels like the rebirth of new Japan, like three years later i feel like new japan's damn near been on like life support so to just be able to get this like there's definitely been good matches in new Japan, yeah, but there's you mean there's it. been no buzz there's just been no buzz and i feel like there's buzz and it's not just osprey and omega it's it's sasha coming in it's it's ftr gonna defend the the titles it's um you know okada and jay white for the 1000th time but like it still there's a lot of buzz there that i'm i'm really excited about and also just like what the future brings like what what are the future storylines where where are things headed that way so i'm definitely looking forward to this show
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i I wish i could stay up and watch it what time does it actually start at like i believe it's 2 a.m my time so 3 a.m eastern time my time then yeah, I definitely won't be. Well, I might I might possibly wait for the very beginning. Are they doing a it doesn't look like they're doing any kind of New Japan Rumble. Oh, they are. They are doing one. Oh, maybe I'll stay awake for the for the Rambo and then I'll get it. And save. they have
0: uh the uh Leo rushes on the card against Akira and um and uh TJP in uh, he has a I think it's show is his is his a uh, tag team partner. So that should be a good match.
1: Uh yeah, I us like Leo Russian, yo versus Yo, yeah, yo. Yeah.
0: Versus uh Akira and TJP from the United Empire. That should be a good match. Um then the stardom match, I never watched Stardom before, so I'm kind of looking forward to that just because I hear a lot of really good things about stardom. So wanna see what these ladies have to offer. Um so yeah, there's 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 some good stuff there, and I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to to this. But I mean, Kenny at the press conference, he came out to his old New Japan music. He had the hair extension. He looked like the cleaner. Um, like I feel like we're getting the cleaner versus the aerial sa- assassin slash kingpin tonight. And like I don't think you can ask for much more. And like you know, Bill's all like. Oh, I just don't really like the buildup. I wish it was in America, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dude, like the story of this needs to happen in Japan. And not just that, this is the first time the crowd's able to cheer, like for their show. So that's like been damn near three years almost for this crowd to be able to cheer. So it's going to be a really fun, cool event. I think they are going to have some big entrances. I just, I think this is going to be awesome
1: yeah yeah i agree i mean i'm definitely most looking forward to osprey and omega like you are um i didn't take i didn't take off where i i wish i could have we got to work overtime right now because we're like super busy but um i mean that that's gonna be i mean i have like super super high expectations for that match and i think that they'll totally live up to them like those guys won't they won't disappoint. It they'd, they'd probably be smart if they put them on last, to be honest. I don't think White and O'Connor. I totally be able agree.
0: To, yeah. I totally agree. And I don't think they can follow it at all. Like yeah. it's it, it's not just it's nothing against them. It's just we've seen it so many times that I just don't think it packs that punch. This this is this is Rock Hogan. Like, this is the the match that should be the main event because the crowd is paying their ticket money to watch this match. It is Jericho Omega. Like, this is the main event. So, even though it is for the title and I get all that, I, I think I think Osprey and Omega should be the main event.
1: Well, they did – wasn't it Styles and Nakamura was the main event one year for the Intercontinental title? Because it was like they had basically – I know Nakamura was the Intercontinental Champion in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom one year. I just can't remember if that was the Styles match or not.
0: I know um, it was the main event. I don't. I don't remember what the belt. What belt it was for.
1: But and, I, and like, no, I know, guys, I know. I'm a
0: New Japan expert. Like, I really started to get into it once like the Elite, Cody Rhodes, all that came to be. Like Bullet Club is fine, everything like that. To me, like 2016 is one of the best years in wrestling. And that was a big part of of that time. And that's when AJ had just left to go to WWE. So, like, I didn't, I paid attention in 2015, but I became like a big fan in 2016.
1: So that's kind of where I'm at. It was Tanahashi and Nakamura for the Intercontinental title. Um It was they, that main event instead of the the world heavyweight title on that Wrestle Kingdom because like Knockmore was go. so massively over with that IC title. So like you could, I think you could totally do that for the US title in the same kind of scenario for this tonight. But
0: yeah, and I mean like I think Osprey's going to win. I think Kenny's going to put him over. I really do, and because I, uh, I don't I don't see Kenny winning that belt. So I, I think Osprey's going to win.
1: I know Omega gets it back at Forbidden Door, maybe.
0: Man, I don't know. Like, is this going to become the new um Okada and Omega? You know what I mean? Like, are they gonna run this thing multiple times? Or Is this a one th- time thing and then they have Kenny Face Okada at Forbidden Door or something like that? Like I, I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a lot that, that's gonna come of this because we gotta remember, like, they are they are gonna do another Forbidden Door show. So like it isn't like New Japan just wants all these AW guys to come in here and look like chumps either, like in comparison to the, I mean, obviously Kenny will, but you know what I mean? Like, because obviously I think well, like FTR is going to lose like 30, you know, because they're losing yeah. all their titles and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But I also kind of feel like, so, so I'm
0: not saying that I haven't changed a change of heart about FTR, but I kind of feel like they're dropping the titles so then they don't have to worry about, other companies champions losing belts and they can strictly just focus on the AEW title so if they if they were to have no titles then now they definitely can be a title contender and win and then you don't have to worry about like well our champs just lost tonight with that belt or whatever like clean slate you know or you know they're leaving in April. You want to make sure that you don't have any loose ends. If that's the case, but nothing set in stone. But they're just doing something to make sure that they're in a good position either way. Um, but man, I, I personally, I don't think they're going to leave. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't believe that. I, I think that they are happy there. And like at the end of the day whatever happened the year was a little off it got weird in the booking and all that but like still 2022 is the best year of their career and aew brought that to them right like they helped them too no no doubt about it and i'm not saying that but i do think that that like you can't ignore that fact that by being in this company we had our best year of our career you know what i mean
1: yeah i agree um and Violence is forever. The new IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champions. They called them out this past weekend after winning those title belts, which I think is pretty incredible. Because I wanted to see FTR versus VIF for a while, and for them to call them out, I feel like there's got to be something to that. Like it's so either either Kevin Q and Dominic Green are heading to AEW to to wrestle FTR at some point, or or Tony might maybe maybe as some, as a way of like you know keeping ftr maybe he'll let them do some indie dates if they want to because he hasn't really been like letting that happen as often lately for AEW talent it still happens though more often than people probably realize like mass mass caster did an indie show just like this past weekend and stuff but
0: yeah
1: um but my my point more so is that uh you know i, I think i i don't i don't know if ftr is going to stay or not but I I could I could see it going either way, but I think that it would make the most like if they go back to WWE. We've talked about it before. All there really is for them is like the USOs and stuff they've already done before, for the most part. I I don't know what how they really benefit from that outside of if they really just want to work for Triple H again and be a part of that machine again. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I
0: I I I just to me also like. I, I, I could see them working more like limited dates, work out a deal with Tony where they do more independence. And then, you know, if we're not going to be booked, then we'll do these shows and then we'll we'll do these TVs or, you know, pay-per-view or whatever. But like, I just think they have way more freedom with Tony. And I feel like that they would stay there. I mean, I think Triple H will definitely offer them a, a great offer. And I'm not saying that he won't be interested, but, and even if they do leave, I mean, if they do, they do. But I I just... I think they're going to stay in AEW, honest opinion.
1: Yeah, I hope so. But I do also do you really think hope like a, that,
0: do you, Go ahead, sorry. I was
1: going to say, I really hope that Koo that and Garini get to wrestle those guys. That That's like one of the few... Kevin, violence is forever, for people who don't know. They've been like basically the top indie tag team for like... I mean, they've won the IWTV Tag Team Award every year that, it's had, that they've had it, which is like four or five years now. And they're just like running out of teams to wrestle. They've gone all over the world and it's like either they need to go to AEW soon or get signed to NXT soon or like something's got to happen for those guys soon. They just, they left MLW not that long ago. And like they're, so, so for them to call out, to call it FTR, like I, like I said, I really feel like there's something to that. Like I really, I really, really want to see that match regardless of where that happens.
0: Yeah. Do you think if they stayed in AEW, do you think that that helps CM Punk's chances of returning? i don't not know not to get it down the rabbit hole just an honest opinion yes or no kind of thing
1: no i don't i mean i did actually just pick this guy up <laughs> I got yeah the absolute, there you uh, go the walmart exclusive i did yeah. the only the only two things i've got since the last show i don't know if i had this on the last show or not no you didn't but yeah getting the collect they get getting the uh the wrestle buddy collection up um sorry you're gonna hear sting pinning himself down there and saying something Perfect. Um, Perfect. there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. It's Sting's yeah. just doing his thing down there. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, punk. Um, take that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I saw that, I saw that Phil was, was like putting up some stories on Instagram today. People were like tweeting out his Instagram stories about like
0: his shirt like, sales. Yeah.
1: His like, his like high numbers and stuff. Yep. Um,
0: which, honestly, I, I kind of feel like I'm starting to have this opinion that I kind of think he wants to come back. And I think it's the other side that doesn't want him to come
1: back. I feel the same way. I think,
0: I think that is really what's going on here, is that he is willing to come back. Because another thing that, that, um, that, that caught me uh, with uh, Dax's podcast is he said that Punk FaceTimed him after the brawl and he wasn't like visibly that upset. It was just more so like, yeah, you know, bad, you know, boys being boys got into it, whatever, it's all good now, you know? And like, that was it. So to me, I feel like it's more so um, that he's trying to keep showing his worth online and they're like you know what you can just stay home like we don't we don't need you like that's what it kind of feels like to me now (laughs) yeah and i and i kind of feel like both sides are just gonna kind of give in and and meet in the middle
1: yeah yeah i mean well i it's still hard to know i I, because i also don't know how happy AEW is with like what fgr is saying about all this either you know what i mean Like, Tony Khan might be like, hey, you're saying a lot of good stuff out there about a guy we really don't want to be saying good stuff about right now because, like, we don't want to deal with that asshole, you know? Well, and and then I don't
0: know if FTR is just like, uh, you can deal with it or we can leave. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what kind of terms they're on or what. But I, I will say that, you know, when you're getting close to that free agency, you're feeling like you got a little bit more freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see what happens.
1: And also, I mean, like, maybe, you know, maybe Phil just comes back. It's all work. Wrestling is fake. Who knows?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we got you. Hook, line, and sinker. And, you know, buy the (laughs) pay-per-view.
1: I just bought the dude's action figure. Whatever. Yeah.
0: I don't like him, but it is what it is. I got to have it. It's a, it's a yeah. good figure, especially you take the coat off. You know, it's basically what the chase is, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's but I do think it's I, I have the same kind of vibe that you do about it where I, I I think he wants to return if they'll let him. I think that yep. there's a, quite a few people. And I mean, they're like it's been like reported that like Jericho is one of them and stuff is like apparently is telling people we're not letting him back but even if he wants to come back and stuff like that. Um. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's kind of two camps out there. There's the people who want Punk back, the people who don't want Punk back. and uh, but, but be honest,
0: though. I feel like if anybody is willing that, that you could get to change their mind, I feel like Jericho would do it. Like, I feel like if, like, he had to me- sit down talk with everybody, I think he would be like, all right, like, let's try to make this work or whatever. I don't feel like he would just be like, if you bring that guy in here, I'm walking out that door. You know, I, I just don't see Jericho doing that.
1: Yeah. Either do I.
0: So, but what, one thing that I think would be cool too, is if they did do this punk and FTR versus the elite, you you know, you got the trios titles on top of that, you could have FTR versus the young bucks too. On top of that, you could have Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. Like that feud alone could span within a three months of like phenomenal wrestling phenomenal storylines phenomenal build up the whole nine and if it does and if it doesn't work after that then like cut your ties have a good day move on right but like get that money for that that storyline because that is money and the interesting thing too is like FTR and the bucks have more like issues. Then we know, in my opinion, like there's definitely underlying issues that they might not really like each other in real life. But it definitely sounds like they respect each other. And like when Dax talks about the Bucks, he's like, look, they think they're the best and we think we're the best. And like, that's what this whole thing is about. And so I'm all for that if that's what comes to a feud with them. You know what I mean? So I just think that there's a lot of money to be made with that. And it would be a, a really good. Guys, we've got 42 people in here right now. If you can, please smash that like button. I would definitely appreciate it. If you guys want to submit any Super Chats to help support the channel and get your questions read, uh, send them our way. We'll definitely read them out. In fact, we did have a Super Chat from Alexander Fitzgerald. I think this is probably a pretty good uh, segue into.
1: Uh, well, one thing I want to say yeah, real quick about the last thing you said. The reason that something like, FTR and the young bucks just wanted to be the best and something like, um, uh, like Osprey and Omega just wanting to be the best. Yes. The reason that kind of stuff is so important, I feel like also is because like the WWE, like not to pick sides or whatever here, but like they don't really do that anymore. Like their title belts don't like Roman is like the one exception to like pretty much everything that has to do with the WWE. But like, there's yeah. not enough of that in the WWE of just like, Two guys that want to be the best, you know, and it's just like that. It's just so refreshing to see, like that's what made the Attitude Era so good and the Monday Night Wars so good and stuff. It was locker you know, rooms full of people who wanted to be the best. Like that's how you got so many stars out of that because they cared so much about being the best. Um, so I feel those, like you yeah, could
0: put that with Moxley and Hangman as well.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that and that's pretty much what their story is. It's like you knocked me out. I don't like what you did to me by knocking me out. Like I'm a man. Yep. I'm I'm more of a man than you're letting. You're you're basically acting like I'm not a man. I'm showing you that I am a man, and we're gonna I'm gonna knock you out now because you knock me out. Like, yep. and they're both guys who like whoever wins that is very well might be in line for another title shot. I mean, it's like it's a it's a main event level type feud that they're having, and it's based solely off of you knock me out, so now I'm gonna knock you out.
0: And honestly, I am down for Adam Hangman Page versus MJF. Like, I me think that'd be
1: awesome. Million percent. I'd be
0: so I'm all for it. Um, we're going to talk about Don West. So we're going to get into yeah. the super chat. And then uh, I want to revisit AEW, talk about Darby and Samoa Joe, and then also talk about that California show, what, that, what that's turning out to be. So, um, Any favorite Don West moments? My favorite is definitely when Don West turned heel on Mike Tenet. That moment was unexpected and it made it entertaining. Thanks, Alexander Cheryl, for that super chat. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing about Don West was, is I had actually seen him like on like QVC and stuff, trying Kane. to sell me Michael Jordan rookie cards. Griffey Jr. Rookies. It, Hell yeah. it was on, it was on late at night, yeah. right? And I, I was a person that stayed up late all the time, and this guy would just be like, "Folks, I'm gonna throw in another pack. Let's just open up the pack and see what we have, right?" He's like, I'm feeling crazy.
1: <laughs> Ten packs, folks. Ten packs, right? And the guy like behind the camera, like, the man, pack. you. Be guy behind the camera, like, man, you sure? And he would be like, yeah, 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 just do it. I'm yeah, doing
0: yeah. it. And then he's like, <laughs> opened up the pack, and it's like, Ken Griffey Jr., rookie guard, right there. You know, already you got your value, and we still got nine more packs. You know, and. So I just remember him and I I swear to God, I honestly thought like this guy could be in pro wrestling. Like, I immediately thought that in my head. So when I saw TNA hired him, I, you know, I read Don West. So I was like, who's that? And then I saw him and I was like, dude, that's the guy that sells <laughs> Michael Jordan rookie cards. Like that's the one that's on QVC all the time. So that made me excited. And then like, I remember people giving him such a hard time because he didn't really know all of pro wrestling and he overhyped stuff that didn't necessarily need to be hyped. But I feel like he got way better as it went on. And then it was like, he really understood wrestling and like what was going to be a great match and what was going to be something to be really excited for. So um, yeah, that like that's mainly like, I guess just his hype for the X division maybe it's probably my favorite stuff of him you know like folks AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe you know yeah and you're just like right. yes you know
1: um wait probably, probably his best call or moment ever was when he called he got on the microphone at the end of one of the one of the shows and announced that it was going to be Samoa Joe versus Scott Steiner and the place went insane. And that's where that clip that everyone always shares of him and Mike today, high-fiving each other at the hounds yeah. desk. And like Mike today is so, so fired up, you know, like, <laughs> I, like I said at the top of the show, the, the Don West and Mike today are my favorite commentary team in the history of pro wrestling for that exact reason. Don West brought a ton of enthusiasm to it. And he came into it just like a giant mark, which I think yep. has been proven. As I said earlier, Pat McAfee is a good example of basically the same thing for the WWE. There's a Mark fan who's out there having a great time and super relatable to the viewer, especially the casual viewer. And then you have your professor, You know, Mike today is right there, explaining all the pro wrestling knowledge type stuff that the pro wrestling fans need to be told about throughout the matches and for the stories and everything in the history. And I thought the yeah. two of them worked great. And you could just tell, it was similar. Like Mike Taney. you could tell was like really invigorated by Don West, the same kind of way that like Michael Cole was invigorated by Pat McAfee. Like, it's just, it's just a different, it's a different energy you get from someone who's coming from this outside perspective. And it isn't an outside perspective of like a Mike Adam Lee or like something like, or like a, a, whatever that guy was who did raw for like three episodes or whatever, that that random guy that they had, like every now and then they'll bring people from the outside that they try to just like make into like a cookie cutter broadcaster for them. But yeah. it works so much better when you have someone out there like a, like a, like a Don West who, and he, like you said, dude, I, I still remember to this day and I've watched it a thousand times throughout my life. Cause it's on YouTube now and stuff. But I, I used to watch it. I remember watching this and like trying to record it on my, on my VHS player on my TV, whenever, whenever I knew I, I'd see Don West on the screen. Cause I was into all those guys. Like, as far as like those, those infomercials, I was into yeah. that. All the Billy Mays stuff, all the Chef Tony stuff, um, like all like Do you all that. Stuff? Uh
0: Tony Little. He was uh yeah. he the long-haired ponytail yes, and he always sure. had like fitness equipment to sell. Yes.
1: Yeah, I remember all those <laughs> all those late night infomercial guys, all the knives so, and all who all was, that was stuff? the one guy
0: that was like to become a millionaire. He was like a young guy and he actually was like doing illegal stuff and he got arrested. I don't remember his name, but he was on all the times, like. Folks, you can just invest just a quarter of a, you know, a fraction yeah. of a dollar, and make millions. Like he came across the nicest guy ever, and he was like a total piece of uh, trash. I'm, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I remember. But all there's those, a lot dude. of Ron, them like that. Dude, Ron Paul was great. The "set it and forget it" guy, like all exactly. those guys. Man, I remember all these dudes. Like, like yep. the like. I remember. All, anyway, I can go on a whole rabbit hole with just that, but I remember my probably my favorite infomercial moment of all Don, time.
0: Don Lepree. Don LaPree. There you go.
1: Don West one time accidentally knocked a gigantic table of cards onto the ground, like it was like a pile of cards, and he yeah. like just like leaned into it. He was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna stop there. And he like, and you can find this clip on YouTube. And like, he he just pushes all these cards on the ground and just lays in them and starts swimming in baseball cards on the ground and just like pulling them off the ground and like just yelling people's names out. I was like, this dude is swimming in cards right now on on QVC in the middle of the night. Like, this is yeah, this is the best. This is the best. So Don West was my favorite infomercial guy of all time. Favorite one of my favorite commentators in pro wrestling history and also a guy who, you know, I lived in Nashville for a long time and he was around. I, don't, I think he lived in Nashville or close by because I, I had like mutual friends with him, like like people who knew him or like new people who knew him kind of stuff. And yeah. universally anyone who ever said anything about him at all, always said he was the nicest guy in the world. Like you never heard a bad thing about the guy like apparently he was just a really, 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 really good dude. And it's, uh, it sucks that he's gone. Um, but man, like he, honestly, they, they really, they need. I hope that the WWE or someone AEW, someone like there needs to be a big company that really, cause I know he's in like the TNA hall of fame and all that stuff. I don't think he is. I think him and Tanae went in like together at one point. But he needs to be way more recognized. I feel like for like what he contributed to to TNA for like that when that company was really doing well and like really trying to be a, a thing in the space of wrestling when there really weren't any real options outside of the WWE for the US. Like and and when you when you and Bill were doing your thing, like Don West was the voice of of that company for a long time um, and no, did a no, really that, really good job.
0: Like, I hear like people like Osprey. Like they didn't watch the WWE. They watched TNA. Like right. Ethan Page just said the same thing. Like a lot of people said that like TNA was their show. And I think that a lot of people don't really recognize that and I think that that is a big part of like wrestling history. And I think because of what Impact is now, I mean they were saying that like they had less than 100,000 viewers like the last Impact show. Just night and day of what it used to be. And I think that people have forgotten like kind of their legacy and all, like, they were such a platform for a future generation of superstars. And um, I think that it also was, like I said, I don't think they'd get enough credit for merging mainstream talent with all the indie superstars. Like, we had never seen that before because Vince was not willing to sign indie superstars. So to be able to take someone like a Sting and, like, put him in there with, like, an Austin Aries – or to be able to get a Nigel McGuinness and put him in there with Kurt Angle or, you know, whatever. Like, you were never getting that before. And I think TNA deserves a lot of credit for that. So, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. So, yeah, rest in peace to Don West. And he did those Don West deals and stuff. Like, he crossed over, like, being Ground the one for the guy. Yeah.
0: Back special. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: there you go. Frankie said that in the chat too. Yeah. Like the $20 bag signed it, man. I, I mean, I tell you what, I really wish I would've, I, I feel like I'm getting kind of emotional. I feel really bad that this guy's gone. Like I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it sucks. Cause he just seemed like. One such other a good one. Dude. I was at Star,
0: when I was at Starcast in Vegas, he worked there and um, he, we were all waiting for the Lucha Bros because their flight got delayed And mind you, the Lucha Bros were much bigger when they were there in 2019. Like, they were one of the top attractions. The line was wrapped around uh, the hotel room area. And Don West was just sitting at, like, a front kiosk. And they would give him the posters from, like, the panels. So, like, when Sting, Bret Hart, whatever. Um, And then they would sign all those posters. And then Don West would be like, 20 bucks folks 20 bucks and like people would just leave the line and get the poster but the only problem was he could only take cash because he didn't have a a card reader or whatever so a lot of people were turned down because they couldn't do it but i mean dude i saw the man in live action hustle just being like folks it's stings autograph for 20 bucks you're never gonna find anything cheaper multi-generational face on here Covers his whole career, 20 bucks. 20 bucks, folks. And, like, you would just see people. And it was, (laughs) like, because other people left the line, then other people felt comfortable. You just needed one. Once one goes, then everyone starts to go. And it was just, like, boom, 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 boom. So you got to see it. I bought something from Don West. I get to say that. Like, I was right there. I bought it from him. So pretty cool story. Um, Is this what the $20
1: bags were? Was Ford four DVDs and a, four random DVDs and random t-shirt for only $20. Is that what that was? Yep. yep. That's a freaking great deal. Yep. I wish I, I couldn't day. afford, I couldn't afford, I was in college during a lot of this time that we're talking about either high school or college for, for a lot of this. So I just didn't have that kind of money to like be buying this stuff, <laughs> but like Dude. if I had the money Dude. I had now, then I would have been buying these private specials every, every time they draw. When
0: they moved on from AJ And it was like the EC3 and Destination America and all that stuff. Like, they were selling those brown bag specials at live events for 10 bucks. Like, just... Wow. I mean, it was like a going out of business sale. And you could see it. And the funny thing was, is they were selling AJ merch. They had like AJ gloves, AJ like life-size posters and all this stuff. And it was like, dude, like why did you guys lose him? Like, there's just no way. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, y'all. I,
1: uh, I, I totally want to stay just not for uh, like a third of the money. Like, that's all yeah. it is. Like, just give me hey. the savings I was making. I'll stay forever.
0: Right. And it's like, <laughs> no, we need you to take a pay cut. And then not only that, he goes to new Japan and becomes wrestler of the year becomes like only ups his stock. Dixie looks like a total fool. Like, yeah. Easily one of the biggest mistakes a pro wrestling company has ever made. Easy. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I definitely agree. I mean, that company, it basically, like, T, as far as I'm concerned, I know you feel the same, and a lot of people do. TNA died when AJ left. Like, ever since then, totally like, I, 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 like, like, Impact Wrestling and TNA are almost two different companies to me. Once a, AJ left, that's TNA's gone. See, that was, it, it would, would be like company.
0: if there was, like, no NWO, no nothing, and, like, Sting left WCW. Like, it just, it would have been like, what... What are we doing? Like, yeah. you can't. He's the heart and soul. Uh, and, like, draw, too, right? Like, any WWE, you know, like, because you can go. Right now, I promise you, you can go to a WWE event. You can say who, your, your favorite wrestler is MJF, and there will be people who be like, who's that? Right. Like, they don't watch at all. But, dude, like, when I would go to a WWE event when AJ Styles was, like, peak Styles in TNA, literally everybody knew who he was like it was not like just a oh it's just that guy or whatever like word got around I kind of feel like the same thing with Kenny Omega like
1: yeah. word
0: got around who Kenny Omega was to everybody like if you watched pro wrestling you knew who Kenny Omega was whether you actually seen him wrestle or not you at least knew who he was and I felt like AJ was like at that level
1: yeah no I, I agree I mean he was for a, for a long time he was the main guy who, I mean, you, you can't. Obviously, we're not counting like his WCW, his very quick run there, and like the few things he did in WWE. But he was, he was always the, the one guy who who hadn't had a shot in the WWE for for the longest time. That was like the standout guy who wasn't there, and then I mean, then they got him, you know. And look at, I mean, it's crazy because he's had such a great WWE run that you could take just his WWE run and like, that's hall of fame worthy in my opinion, right there for the WWE hall of fame without any of his indie stuff, any of his TNA stuff, any of his new Japan stuff like that alone. So that's yep. what, what a freaking fun. No, I mean, t- yeah, pun totally intended. What a phenomenal career. Like honestly, and it's not right. even over yet. Like he's still, yeah. I know he just got hurt recently, but he's, he's, um he's still going strong. He can still perform at a, it. If he needed to, like, if they if they were in a situation where he had to prove for any reason he could still go at the level that he used to, I honestly think he could go out there. He, I don't think he'd be able to do it, like, every night like he used to no. back in the day for, like, TNA. But if he needed to, if he had to go out there against, like, Omega right now for, like, 40 minutes, he'd, he'd tear the, he'd tear that house down. Like, well, let's say he, signed,
0: like he left WWE, but he signs for, like, one final program for Kenny Omega and AEW. And it's on pay-per-view. Like, I think him and Kenny would still kill it. Like, I, I, I think that he's definitely, like, I think I think AJ is one of those guys that, like, when it's all said and done and you look back at the full body of career and how many companies he was, like, the best at, um, I, I just think, like, his legacy is hands down. And the, and the only thing that, like, I like the fact that he stayed with the WWE is it solidifies him as a Hall of Famer in the WWE as well. Like you could easily put AJ in the Hall of Fame in the WWE, and it makes sense. And yeah. so, because because he's definitely a pro wrestling Hall of Famer, and you just add to that, and it's like, man, AJ's legacy is 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 ridiculous.
1: I I mean, he's he's arguably the goat. Like they're like if someone were to, someone could make a strong argument. I think that AJ Styles is the best professional wrestler of all time. Depending on what you like in pro wrestling, like I. I you know, in-ring talent, longevity, doing it in multiple companies, world titles, and all these companies on top of it. Especially if he, if he finished up his career, if the next like few years, he went really strong and they like put the world title on him or one of the world titles on him or whatever. And he had a couple more like real title runs at the top. He'd be, you know what I mean? He'd be cementing himself as like maybe the best ever.
0: How about a pay-per-view headlined in atlanta against aj and cody
1: oh yeah i'm all about that i, mean, <laughs> I, love, I love that idea That'd be cool. especially mean, if cody's the world champion going into that for the wwe title oh
0: i would i mean Ooh. and then if you're cody like could you ask for anything more you beat roman and then you get to work a program with aj like
1: dude i love this idea i haven't even considered that and yeah see? that's um that's so great That'll be you'll be able to saw me out in the crowd at that one. I'll be there live. They, they were, yeah. WWE was just here for a live event like a week ago, and someone offered Where me three they? tickets, and I was like, "I'm I'm alright." But like when Cody's back, I'll be like, "Yes, yeah, I'll be there." Um, and I'll be dressed like <laughs> I'm there for Cody Rhodes title match. I am, <laughs> I am buying so much merchandise at that stand, like anything that has to do with Cody, like. You understand you're gonna, you know? look
0: like, you're gonna look like a Cena kid
1: oh yeah I'm gonna be what they what they call in uh in uh in like the UK they they call people full kit wankers like uh people that go to like um like if you go to like a soccer game like a in like a full soccer uniform like as a fan yeah like people you know full kit wanker you know like this mm-hmm. this is definitely the same kind of thing like I'll be uh, like I'll walk, walking around in a in a Cody Rhodes Duster, or whatever he, whatever that, that jacket thing, the red, the, the homelander looking jacket, walking around looking like Cody. Um, no, I'm not, I wouldn't take it that far, um, in person, but I would, I will buy a lot of the merchandise though. Like, if they have like anything signed by him, like any plaques, any, like anything that has to do with him being the world champion, if he's the world champion, the next time I, because what's crazy is the, the last time I saw him live was him putting Andrade through a flaming table in AEW. And like, the next time I see him, he might be the WWE world champion. How crazy, how crazy would that be? Oh man. Love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a, and and that's a thing too. So how is your Cody scale right now? As in, what do you think that they're going to do? Are you feeling pretty confident? We're still heading into WrestleMania and all that jazz.
1: I don't think they're going to get the rock. I think it's Cody. They're yeah. they're putting like they're putting these vignettes together. Like it's yeah. a big it's a big build up to his Royal Rumble return. It's all about him coming back and winning the championship and like fulfilling his destiny and stuff. Like his return at WrestleMania, he can win the title one year later and his like big return back and and he can also be the one to pin Roman after all these years of Roman. I mean, I think this is I, I, there's still a chance maybe they get the Rock and all this goes out the window. I don't know, but like. Yeah after seeing some of the videos that just came out for Cody, I'm like this is I I saw
0: the videos too and I mean it was just like this is about winning the big one and like showing his legacy, showing his dad, like I definitely am getting kind of the same vibes. Um, I also think um, I also think that uh, that if if the Rock were to show up, I feel like some we would know something by now. I just don't feel like like it, it, to me it just seems like it's just like almost as wishful thinking, but nothing really serious set in stone. Um, and and like like Dirty says, oops, like Dirty said, the Rock is in his fifties. I think the Rock is exactly fifty years old now, and so if he's going to do it. Like this has to be this has to be soon. Like, and if it's in Hollywood, like if he's going to do it, if he's coming back, this has gotta be it. So that's the only thing where I'm kinda maybe they hold off, maybe he dude, I swear to you, if he shows up at WrestleMania, I mean at Royal Rumble at twenty nine and just throws everyone over and is now the title contender for Roman, man. I, I don't know if
1: that'll go over well. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna go over too. I mean, I I could go over too well for me, that's for sure. But they were kind
0: of saying the the plans for Cody were him and Cena. Like before well, There was that been thrown this. out there. Yeah, but I
1: mean anyone can throw through that idea out there, you know? Like well, i mean, I'm which, sure. I
0: mean, but I still think it's valuable. Like if it is that, Cody can still go into SummerSlam and be the guy. Because Rock's not beating Rose. Rock's not beating Roman, so Roman will beat The Rock and we'll move on. But I I just, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, If Cody wins the title, he's got to drop the title to Seth. I don't don't know. I don't don't see that. I think
1: Seth will get another shot at him, though, for the title when Cody's the champion.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I think they view Seth as – not a good hand, I won't go that low, but he's kind of like, to me, like the Kurt Angle. As in, you rely on Seth for great matches, he will every now and then be the champion, but he will never be the guy. It's just not the way that they view him. But like, he will help sell a pay-per-view. And I and I even heard you know, Ospreay and something like, I honestly think this would also be a good idea. You know, we gave you Carl Anderson right you get him for wrestle kingdom drop your little title whatever you want to do we want will osprey and seth Rollins at a pay-per-view for us like why not just do yeah. it and like seth stock would go through the roof if he has a five-star matchup with will osprey on wwe tv i think the only risk that wwe makes is, man, you're going to look bad if you don't sign with a loss break because everybody is going to want him after seeing that match. Every fan is going to be like, who the hell is that guy and why why isn't he here? You know what I mean? So I think that's the only thing that you really, you know, not there, but I think it's a cool idea and I think WWE should really think about things like that because it is all about getting buzz and it is about getting respect for some of your guys. When you can go out there and you can face the best in the world and have five-star matches, Like your guy's stock is only going to go up so
1: yeah no i'm with you and it also would be cool for seth to kind of be that like forbidden door guy where it's like you want to come in from another company you got to wrestle seth you know what i mean like you did with cody yeah. do with do with will you know maybe you know maybe other guys in the future maybe seth's the one who goes like if they ever strike some sort of deal where seth can wrestle in new japan or wrestle in aew or something wow. like that that'd be crazy that'd be awesome definitely yeah. be awesome
0: um yeah i so he thinks that roman versus sammy Night one cody wins money in the bank not the worst thing in the world because then cody is guaranteed a title shot when he wants to sammy will clearly lose to roman maybe Uh, i'm just kidding and then what do you you know then cody can cash in whatever because Hypothetically, Cody was supposed to win the money in the bank. That thing was in a stadium in Vegas, all that. The momentum was there. Cody was going to win the money in the bank. And that's another thing, too, that we forget. If you remember in that commercial, it was for a title shot at WrestleMania was the money in the bank. It was not one where you can just cash in whenever you want and any of that stuff. So this idea that it was only going to be Cena and Cody at WrestleMania. That's not what that was. That was the plan of Cody cashing in at WrestleMania. So I think that's always been the plan.
1: No, I agree. And that's also a way, a very, you're, 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 you're basically going to be able to play out the same story very similarly, regardless if he comes back at the rumble, but like, that would have been a cool concept if if what they did was, you know, he wins the Money in the Bank, and it's announced right then, like, he's going to be cashing in, or he says, or whoever, like, it's announced he's cashing in at Money, the Money in the Bank contract at WrestleMania for who, against whoever the world champion is. And then you have this whole story play out on television of, like, we know Cody's getting a title shot at WrestleMania. So now it's all about just, like, his redemption tour in the WWE getting back to that title. So, like, yeah. But, once again, we're see- we're going to see pretty much the same thing happen. If he comes back and wins the Royal Rumble, if they run all these promos and vignettes and stories, and he comes out and keeps explaining the reasons why he needs the title so badly. And, uh, yeah, I mean. And then they can show that clip of him taking his jacket off in uh, the Hell in a Cell for eternity. I mean, that's always going to be a legendary clip. Um, So, yeah, I mean. And then I also, yeah. people forget that Seth was dressed up like Dusty Rose in the polka Dotcher in that match, too. Like, there was a lot of layers to that one. That was a, I, I love that that and Cell match. But yeah, uh,
0: really good. Yeah. Way better than expected based on the injury, right? Like, you oh, just for sure. The, the injury actually added to the match, which you don't really expect to have. So, um, very good stuff there. For sure. So, uh, Dynamite this week, um, tomorrow. It's in Seattle, Darby Allen's hometown and they're going to have 9,000 people there. 9,000 tickets are sold. That should be a really hot crowd. Like if you go to like, if you just listen to like prestige shows and stuff like that, like it's pretty vocal crowd. It's a small crowd, but like, you know, Seattle Seahawks, right? Like always loud fan base, the 12s, right? So I expect a very live, loud crowd. And the way that they're building this thing up makes me feel like Darby might win the TNT title. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: So so with it being Darby essentially being like it's his hometown, Seattle, like that's his crowd, those are his people. He's gonna like he's gonna have the home the hometown advantage big time in this one. And I loved how Sting talked him up um heading into uh like they did that promo my you you can see me okay right my phone my computer went into airplane mode for some reason i don't know what the hell that was let me let me make sure my wi-fi is back on apologize about that something happened um i can see you hear you okay cool so i don't think anything i don't know for some reason i don't know why it's on airplane but i gotta take that off there we go should be good um so uh but but i i love the uh like Sting got so fired up because he was basically just like, You gotta believe in yourself and do this for yourself. And he like Sting got real with him. And Darby, you could tell, was like he appreciated it and he walked away like, Okay, like, all right, Sting's pissed at me. <laughs> like, I need to do this. <laughs> like this is like Yeah, this it was like it <laughs> was like
0: dad gave him a pep talk, but like a tough love talk as well, you know? Yes. And like
1: told me to need to I, I don't know. know.
0: It just it just but but here's my thing. I feel like Samoa Joe's title reign so far has been pretty good. Like yeah. I don't I don't think it's been bad. So it's not something that like I really expected him to already drop the title, but just the way that they're building this thing, it it makes me feel like he's gonna drop the title and, and Darby's gonna be the TNT champ. And honestly, like, I really enjoyed Darby as the TNT champ. I, I really enjoyed Darby's and Darby and singles. I think they relied way too much on Sting and him as tag team. In a sense of, like, you could always do that, but you can't lose focus on Darby as a singles wrestler either. And I feel like that they just mainly focused on the tag team for a while. So I'm kind of looking forward to the idea of Darby being back as just a singles wrestler and kind of seeing where that goes.
1: Well, I agree. And, and whatever they, they need to do to get him back to a spot where, you know, ultimately I want to see Darby and MJF for the world title during MJF's world title run. They had yeah. one of my favorite matches in AW history. I yeah. want to see them run that back again um, with even higher stakes. But honestly, yeah. like if, they, if this match wasn't happening in Seattle, I, I, I think that Samoa Joe would retain. But like because of where it is it's like the first dynamite of the year and of course like Danielson's you know from there and like they're yeah. they're they're really it feels like it's going to be a really big night for AEW and also what people don't think so much about either is like I think that Danielson and Darby and those guys might start doing maybe some defy dates also sometime soon And since like now AEW is like in that market and some a lot of the time you kind of need to wait for that to happen before it's like you'll start working those indies again. Like AEW kind of had to break into Seattle. And now that it's there, I think that like that opens up the possibility for like, if Danielson wanted to work like one, like random defy indie show or something, I think he, the chances are better now that like, I know that might not sound like something that matters, but it actually business-wise that I, that, that is something that like, I know once again, I know it sounds weird because of like how global and worldwide and everything, all the wrestlers are. And I, but like, um, there is something to that, like that kind of goes hand in hand. So it'd be interesting to see if, if like Danielson, because I know Danielson has talked about wanting to do like Seattle Indies and stuff like that. And I feel like, and he, and he hasn't up to this point. And I feel like they've been waiting to do AEW in Seattle and then maybe they'll let him do some stuff like that. Maybe.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely, I kind of wish, like, you know, it's nothing against Tony Neese, but, like, do we really need Danielson versus Tony Nese? I, I would rather see something that's more storyline-wise, more just not just something. I don't feel like Danielson should just be in matches just to kind of throw in there for TV. Like He should be treated big. Like, it kind of reminds me when CM Punk was, like, wrestling Matt Seidel. Like, it just doesn't need to happen. I think you, you really need to pick and choose what matches – Danielson has and then that makes him more of an attraction and if they're nothing but big matches with big opponents then I just think that it builds him up and he's he's like treated more as a draw you know yeah
1: but also uh Taylor this is a good point here Taylor in the chat said defy anniversary shows in February are, February already has Mox and Eddie which um so and I know like you know Nick Wayne has already signed to aew technically and he works a lot of the defy shows and Darby did used to do a lot of defy. But, like, the reason with Danielson it's important is because, like, if you're Tony Khan and you have Danielson, you, like, you don't give an indie company Danielson's return to his hometown. Like, you you go there with him in AEW. You sell out the big arena with his big return. And then, because they won't be in Seattle again for a while, then it's like, okay, like, you want to do some stuff here. Like, you know, you can't. You know, like, I think, it, I think it makes sense to everyone who, you know, who's hearing this, you, you, you know, it just makes like Moxon and, and Eddie, it's different. Cause like, they're not, you know, and those guys work indie dates fairly regularly, especially Eddie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of the whole point that I was trying to make was like, I think they were waiting to do Danielson in Seattle for AEW, get the big pop, the big sale, all that stuff, his big return home. And then it opens it up later for him for, for like, the indies in that area.
0: Yeah, also tomorrow, one I don't want to forget about, but uh, they have a whole new, they're supposed to have a whole new set, whole new production, whole new everything for the new year. So I'm looking forward to what that looks like. The production videos have looked really like way more professional, much more appealing to the eye, especially if you're like a casual viewer and you're wondering like, what's this? Like, I feel like that that is definitely um, something that might be appealing. And then um, we have Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. And uh, I think that that is a really good match that we should be looking forward to. And I don't know if um, if Starks is going to win. I honestly don't feel like, like it's easy to call either one winning. I think that it's more so about uh, – like, I think it's going to continue. Let's just say that I don't think this is the last time they're going to face each other. It'll be the first time, but I don't think it'll be the last. I think whatever happens, this thing's going to keep going for a little while, and uh, I'm okay with that. And I'm um, I'm just looking forward to the matchup. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I love that it's like it's a fresh matchup, and it's you know, that's I'm 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 with you. You know, Jericho. In my opinion is the goat. I always talk about Jericho all the time, how much I like the guy. So obviously I give him pretty high praise and I like the stuff that he does, but even I'll admit like some of the stuff in AEW has dried out too long. Some of these feuds, I can admit that for sure. I don't want to see that happen with Ricky. Um, if it's a one, if it's just a one and done a one-off, I would have Ricky just go over Jericho, but, um, i think it would have meant even more had they not done the action and dready thing recently that's just kind of throwing me off too because it's like jericho just randomly losing that match like i don't i don't know how to feel about exactly
0: that there's no way that's over but he did blow a fireball at his face so i don't know if he's supposed to be out for a while or how that happens
1: right right so that's there's that's kind of the thing is like there's that also kind of lingering but i i think ultimately jericho is going to do what's right here the 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 thing that throws me off is like the MJF feud because MJF beat him pretty much the whole time, right? And then didn't Jericho win the last one technically? And then, like, then it was, then it was, yeah, because his career was on
0: the line, right?
1: That's right, that's right. It was the the career match, like the way they built it.
0: Look, because I was there in Houston, and that's when the crowd sang Judas without the, the music or anything like that. And then, like, when Jericho lost, I mean, it was like the walk of shame saying goodbye. I failed, it's over, you know. And then it was like one more match at the pay per view in a couple of weeks. Me and you, my career's on the line. You're like, man i just that uh, no i i felt like that that felt flat that fell flat cuz he had to go through the stages of uh what was it the the what was the, the stages of Jericho or whatever it was yeah yeah just to just to get to mjf then he loses mm-hmm. to mjf only to get another match with mjf and like all out and win so yeah, right. wasn't Dude. Wasn't a big fan of that.
1: What did he call it? it like the tasks of Jericho or whatever it was. No, I can't no, even remember.
0: I don't no. remember what it was either. But
1: story you no. Know. But it was. I mean, I still think the coolest thing that came out of that was that Chris Jericho and Nick Gage did a death match on AEW mm-hmm. television on TNT. <laughs> That's but knowing Not yeah. only
0: that, like it was like <laughs> peak Nick Gage in his like okay. peak like. Popularity, hype, everything. Physical prize, so everything. Much cooler, yeah. Because yeah. like, if you do that match now, that doesn't hit the same, in my opinion. Oh, like this was like right after like the Cardona and all this stuff. Like what's going on? Like it was, it was awesome.
1: When well, the dark side of the ring had happened, so everyone's talking about Nick Gage. Yes, you know. So it's like, yeah, they're like peak Nick Gage. Yeah. So yeah.
0: And he, like I say he was in good shape he wasn't you know chunky or anything like he 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 was in good shape uh yeah it was it was awesome uh- that dynamite altogether is one of the best because that was also the intro to Hangman with the Dark Order versus yes. the Space Champ Elite. Best. All that, that stuff. Was the best. Yeah. Adam Hangman Page took the pin to, from the Elite that night and then kind of went away because his wife was pregnant and all that. Like, but like that was like in North Carolina, I believe. That was also FTR versus um, uh, Proud and Powerful. Like that was that was a damn good. Show that is like pay-per-view quality dynamite, right?
1: Yeah, that really was that Hangman versus that that entrance for the the uh, the Dark Order with Hangman is one of my favorite things, and just just in general in AEW history, that whole what what makes a cowboy uh intro and them like how like the spotlight like you know shined on like the members like separately as they like kind of like appeared on the stage and like. Johnny Hungy is doing his thing, and like then Hangman walks out between him, and you can see he's wearing like I don't know how they haven't made that that figure yet, like Hangman with like the purple roses that he was wearing. Yeah, like, I would yeah. buy that easily. I like I'd, they should make that a, a figure one hundred percent. I think that. Would, that I would think be the so hard
0: awesome. part too about a figure is people were so hyped about everything, but like we see that like the dark order doesn't necessarily sell the best we see a lot of these others don't necessarily sell the best like do do you sh- overshoot when you basically do like nothing but new people in the entire line and then like the heavy hitters like your bucks your omegas your cody's back in the day but like any your jericho's all that and, like if you ignore them like, I think that that can be a big mistake. That's why I think like a CM Punk was perfect for that too, because then you could have like a CM Punk in the line plus this and maybe like a few others, different changes. But, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it, cause like, I like Dante Martin, but I don't know if he'll be a big seller at a store. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to determine who, cause like everybody was really into just new faces and new looks, but I think it's waited so long that it's like, what do you feel comfortable with really putting out there?
1: Did uh, did you see? I saw it in one of our groups that were in on like Facebook, but it was a, uh, it was like an LJN, a Brody Lee that got yeah, canceled. That they canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that sucks. Like, I, I I'm a, i ma- am I imagine the LJN figures just aren't selling well for them, just in general. Maybe that's what the problem is. But on top of like the Brody figures, just probably hadn't sold that well either, which is unfortunate. Like, that
0: that honestly, I think is, 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 part of it too. Like I, I think that Brody's very special to that locker room, but you have to imagine that, you know, to the casual viewer, this guy was just like one of Bray Wyatt's sidekicks. And then he came to AEW and he wrestled there for like a few months and then he passed away. Like it's hard to have any like real attachment to him on the show to a, to someone that, wants to like buy multiple toys right because we're not just talking about one okay you got the Brody figure cool but like do you want to buy five Brody's like I don't think there's a lot of people out there that want that many you know because even like you and I are picky about who gets multiples yeah for sure so yeah it's just part of the deal but like for me like Omega bucks Anything like that, I'm buying as many as I can. Cody, I bought every single AEW Cody that there was. It's like not LJN, right? Like I bought any of the Cody's otherwise. Um,
1: I bought four of his LJNs. <laughs> yeah, there you. I go. I bought two or two each. One, one, two in the red, two in the turquoise.
0: Yeah, there you go. So it just depends. Um, but but yeah, I I I, I don't know. It, it just makes it like to me. I think Swerve is a good figure. I think he's yeah. definitely one of those that like is is definitely toyetic, and he's someone that you need to have because WWE yeah. only came out with the basic. I was about to say like, I don't
1: think he got an elite right, just the basic. No, yeah. he just
0: got a basic, and it has no, and it doesn't have anything to do with the look he has right now either. So it's like if you did get that basic, then like you got him in like long shorts, <laughs> like. It's right. not the look he's having. Like, you could put him in a jet and, like, a big fur coat or whatever. Like, you could do a lot of things with Swerve. So, I think that was definitely one.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I heard Mox in a promo the other day. He said that Killshot was his favorite wrestler in Lucha Underground. I was like, dude, that was badass that he brought that up.
0: So, that's another thing is Swerve is facing AR Fox. Right, at, Don, uh, Dante
1: it used to be Dante Fox. The, the, I remember and the weapons of mass destruction match. Yeah,
0: kill shot versus Dante Fox from Lucha Underground. If you guys yeah. have not seen that match, like it is F match incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. I remember watching that match because I was not a big fan of Lucha Underground, and like multiple people told me I had to check this match out, and I did, and I was just like, oh my god, like incredible and well what, what's even funnier though is like if you've actually listened to moxley on the renee's podcast he had no idea that swerve was kill shot so he was just a mark for kill shot and like he's like oh my god you know like this guy's incredible he's awesome and then like word got around that he found out that swerve is kill shot and he just went up to swerve and he was just like are you kill shot and he's like yeah i am he's like Awesome. He's like, he's like you he were like my favorite wrestler.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. So this 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 had to have happened like really recently. It, yeah, like when Swerve
0: came to <laughs> AEW. He had no idea. And he was like, he's like, Your kill shot?
1: <laughs> Dude, <can laughs> you right?
0: right, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he brought it Dude. up in that rampage promo, because he's like a mark. He's like Dude, he's that's, that is so
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. That's the best, but it that's makes the sense, best right, because
0: he did like that death match with AR with Fox, Fox or whatever. Yeah. And so he's just like, dude, this guy's badass, you know? So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Maybe in AEW or something, he's like, I don't want swerve. I want kill shot in a lights out match. Like, I would I would think that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. Dude, Loose Underground really was, was great up until I didn't watch the last season, but like up until basically up until Pentagon won the title, I was a big fan of what they were doing. And then uh, he won the title and something happened where I think they took like a lot of time off and then like Jake Hager became the champion or something. And I was like, what? And then I was like, <laughs> I never came back to it.
0: When you hear Lucha Underground, Jake Hager is not the guy that you would think would be the champion, just saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but
0: like, it was one of those things, too. It was a horribly ran company. The deals were awful, but it, it produced a lot of cool stuff and introduced a lot of great wrestlers. And it really helped AEW, in my opinion, because then they were able to pick up and, – and TNA, right – they yeah. were able to pick up a lot of what happened in lucha underground and put it on their their networks their shows.
1: Well, honestly, I would watch the shows and I know people love some people love the stories and like the way that they shot the show and I I think it was really cool that they did it so differently, but I honestly it was it was the easiest pro wrestling watching ever for me cuz I would just skip through all the story stuff and just yeah. go match to match to match and just and they they're the way they cut their matches, it was just like non-stop action. It was like total non-stop action. And uh <laughs> yeah, and they uh but it was yeah, it was it, it was so digestible. If you I would just skip through all the all the in-between stuff and just match, 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 match. All right, boom, next episode, match, match, match. I'd just sit there and just binge like you know, half a season at a time. And I, I remember watching a lot of it kind of all at once, um, and then I watched it, like, as it was happening during the the last season that I watched, which which culminated in Pentagon winning the title. And I had been, like, watching it weekly or whatever it was for, like, that one last season that I watched it. And I was, like, I was super invested. I thought Pentagon was, like, the scariest wrestler in the world at that time. I was, like, legitimately, like, afraid of the dude. Um, Yeah. I think AEW has done a very good job with him. Obviously, he's very—he's clearly like one of their top guys and been positioned really well, very marketable. I give him—I give him flack for the whole doing this too much, you know, like calling like getting reversed while he's doing it too much. But it is what it is. Like overall, Pentagon's a great pro wrestler, great character. um yeah. But uh, but he was at his peak in in Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And I and honestly, like then when they were in impact, him and Phoenix were like killing it, man. Yeah. So like the when AEW got them and they were like feuding with Young Bucks, like honestly, like part of me really misses that just simpler storyline, nothing overly complicated and not like 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 I absolutely loved the hangman elite Kenny Omega breaking up storyline i think is amazing and i think we need something like that for 2023 that goes like an entire year and like it the final like culmination of it is a full year right in november like i want stuff like that to be like fully invested in deep layered stuff that keeps adding on you know so i'm hoping that we get that this year and i'm hoping that like Cause I just don't see the elite like. First of all, they're definitely winning the trios titles, but I don't see them winning the trios titles and then just like, yeah, we'll defend them here, or there. Like I feel like that they're going to be involved in storylines and whatever else is coming about. Like I don't think that they're just here to wrestle like every, once a once a month or something. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of expecting CM Punk to just attack them after they win the trios titles.
0: i don't think we're there yet but but hey dude that's another thing so (laughs) let's jump into the california show this show is starting to really look like a huge show so you have the finals between the elite and death triangle for the trios titles you know what's the match called yeah but it's like in spanish I i don't know what they call it but um is it just ladder match or is it like
1: tlc i think it's like ladder war like they're, they're I, like I, they're I think it's
0: more like a tlc you can yeah, have tables and all that stuff um so you have that right looks like adam page versus moxley is going to be confirmed for that night as well they're going to confirm that tomorrow and then Looks like Sasha Banks will be debuting in AEW as well. On top of that, they're now saying that the Warner Brothers executives will be there at that show. So that usually means they're bringing the fire. So I think that that show is going to be awesome. Like the way that we feel about like um, Grand Slam, right? Like I feel like that show is like the, the next Grand Slam type show for Dynamite. So I'm really looking forward to next week. If you haven't given Dynamite a chance, if you haven't watched AEW, that's a show to watch. That's the show to be like, let's see what this is all about. That that one right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got a lot. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be really stacked going forward. Like, especially if they start getting some of these other guys back too. Like, I have no idea what like Adam Cole's status is and stuff, but like,
0: if he were to show up, that would be a good time to show up that day. If, yeah, if he's a
1: yeah, and then, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about it too much. But we can kind of circle back to it right now. And then, um, we yeah, got still about another 20 minutes or so. I'm so beat from working overtime. Um, this freaking my job is killing me for the new year, these people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so, so Sasha Banks, we didn't really talk about it too much. Yeah. Like, what do you think she actually does tonight at the show?
0: So I was asking Brandon that. I was texting Brandon um, like this afternoon and he was thinking that it's just going to be like somebody who the winner or whatever might say an open challenge or she might come out or something like that and and do something to to set that up. Maybe even have a match. I don't know. But um, I'm telling you, man, that January 21st show, though, like on a weekend, I just feel like she shows up tonight, sets something up for the 21st, but makes her AEW debut on the 11th. Right. So like, so she's getting her name out all over the place, and then she actually will have like a wrestling match on the 21st. It's kind of how I feel.
1: I feel the same, same way. Sense,
0: same sense, though. Why would Naomi and Bailey come to that just to see Sasha come out and like cut a promo? Because they're there tonight.
1: Is that so Bailey's there?
0: Bailey is there. Bailey has has come down there to see her, like support her.
1: Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, I actually saw Bailey. I uh, she was lot like, or she used to date Aaron Solo, and I saw yeah. there was like a really small. <clears throat> it's actually that same Dojo Pro show I've talked about before on here, like that in the little, um, little like studio that i that they taped it at and she was there during that just like hanging out because she was wrestling that day and it was like as there's her day off um she's like super normal you know what i mean just like a super like it's so it's so funny when you come across some of these like superstars and they're just like being just regular people like hanging out in like a hoodie and sweatpants you know what i mean just like yeah totally totally normal people um right but uh that's that's badass that, that bailey went all the way out there like because i saw people talking about um about naomi and I, I i know you said she you know she's there too and people have been report, reporting that as well but i saw some people that were like oh man is, is, this means that naomi's coming in also it's gonna be sasha and naomi and blah 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 and i'm like maybe naomi does maybe she doesn't but like sasha is really the draw here like let's be real like i think naomi it could be a value to a pro wrestling company for sure like i think she'd add to women's divisions like you know outside of the wwe or even going back to wwe um but like i'm way more interested in sasha as like a singles wrestler in AEW and in new japan versus her in a tag team and it's nothing against naomi you you could you know it it wouldn't matter who the other person was like i want to see sasha by herself doing this um. Are, so, is Bailey? Did they, are they are they saying that Bailey like has a ticket and she's gonna be in the crowd or like is there? They're,
0: they haven't said. Like they said, basically, if they, she's actually gonna be shown on camera, then it has to be approved by the WWE because she is a contractor wrestler by the WWE. But they did say that she is going to be there. So whether that's backstage, whether that's in the crowd, whatever. But I just don't feel like you make that trip to see Sasha cut a promo.
1: Yeah. I agree, but then does Bailey just? Well, I guess that would be assuming that like that she'd be wrestling tonight, then. Because I was gonna say like Bailey's not gonna just like stay in Japan until the twenty first, hanging out waiting for Sasha to wrestle. No, so that's why I
0: think that there might be a possibility that Sasha actually wrestles wrestles tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think that's very possible too. Also, guys, if you (laughs)
0: haven't ordered New Japan World yet, if you're curious of what it's like. Basically, you go on to their website, you, or you sign up, it's like eight bucks. It's eight bucks a month. You can, you're, there's no commitment. You can cancel after tonight if you want to, and then you'll just have it for the 30 days or whatever. Um, it's not like you have to sign on for a year deal or anything like that. Just eight bucks. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. Um, it's, it's well worth it. Unfortunately, there is no app. And I'm just, I've, I'm so fed up with this by now. It's 2023 and there's still no
1: app. What about on like Roku? Nothing there either. No
0: app on Roku, no app on Apple TV. There's an app on the Amazon, uh, fire stick or the Fire square thing they have, but like, it's not the best. I don't love it at all. Um, it's mid, let's just say mid and, uh, but you can, if you have a cast on your TV, Chromecast or whatever, Vizio Cast, whatever it is, you can cast New Japan from your phone, from your computer, whatever you want to do to your TV. So that's the way I'm going to watch it, is just cast it. Um, but like I said, it's not ideal, but it's better than nothing. It is English commentary, so you're going to be good there. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's well worth your time, and I think it's worth your eight bucks.
1: Who's the English commentary? Kevin Kelly.
0: Yeah, someone? and I have a feeling Don Callis is going to call the match oh, because Don, yeah, is, Don is with Don is with Kenny. Don used to call New Japan matches, um. So I, I have a feeling that Don will be there with Kevin Kelly calling the Omega Osprey match.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. That would make sense. Um. I haven't watched a New Japan show in a while. Like it'll be, it'll be fun. Like I'll, I guess. So, are they doing anything through Fight TV? Or I guess it's always going to be the better deal to do through New Japan World. I guess at the end of the day, regardless. Um, Yeah. Because like Fight, it's nice that Fight has the Roku app and that kind of stuff. Like the only thing
0: I like about Fight is like they offer 1080p HD for New Japan, and that is way better quality than the 720p that New Japan gives you so
1: but what's fight charge like like triple or something just to watch it on their platform like 20 bucks like 20 bucks i
0: think something like that um but but i don't even think they're offering it i I honestly don't i think this is just strictly new japan so and i mean honestly new japan could use the money like let's be honest i
1: mean i'll I'll, i mean it's worth me even if i because i'll be watching this stuff after the fact and i'll probably already be it'll be spoiled probably by the time i get to watch it and stuff because I'll probably try to watch it during my lunch break tomorrow during work. Yeah. Um, just like the the Osprey Oconom- or sorry, Osprey Omega match. But um but but I mean it's definitely worth it. I mean eight dollars for for that show alone is definitely worth eight dollars and then all the extra content, like I mean I I was subscribed for years. Um like back yeah. when back when uh I it was definitely when nakamura was still there because that's a big reason okay. why i got the platform was like him and aj that kind of stuff a little bit before like to be honest true slayer was like what really like he was always talking about these big new japan shows and like i didn't recognize most of the names of the people and stuff or if i did i had seen them as like jobbers and tna like okada nakamura and stuff like in that light and i was like what the hell is this guy like like true slayers talking about these guys like these, these mega stars but like in like that was like the the green hornet guy like like what are he talking about and then like i started watching it and i was like oh my god gonna nakamura is a superstar like this guy's incredible um and same kind of thing i was like nakamura and nokata and um uh, you know i, I think I've,
0: i think it was more so like when they really crossed over to the american audience when all their shows started to be in english commentary when huge. they started showing up in ring of honor um then when i first signed to up to
1: when I first signed up for new Japan world though, it was all in Japanese and like, it was all like, just like you were just guessing that like you were putting your card and phone, right. And that was being converted from yen to American dollars correctly. (laughs) Oh, I would get these random, like my, my statements on my, on my, uh, bank account at the time would be like in Japanese. And it would be like, you know, it wouldn't be $10 even it would be some sort of weird, weird number. And I'd always be like, all right, I've, it's under it's ten dollars or less like they are i'm good for now it's like uh, it's like
0: 7.99 you pay like eight dollars and 36 cents or something like that yeah yeah. well the
1: funny thing was trying to go and cancel it when it wasn't in english so you're just like i hope i'm hitting the cancel button like i hope Uh, i get charged uh, again yeah like
0: renew for a year right there
1: right thank you and then like eventually like the google translate was like okay for it but like not the best or it'd be like do you want to resubscribe and be like, yes, super yes. And you'd be like, wait, <laughs> like, this is like, it's two yeses. We're like, what are you going to mean? Like the oh, like, like, translation wouldn't be right. You know? Um,
0: well, yeah. And then like, they still, they'll have like a uh, commentary, like, like whenever they're showing the video packages, they're all in Japanese, like at least just write, like on their subtitles what they're saying. Like, that's all I ask. And like, some stuff they, and then like some events, they'll do that. You're like, yes, step forward. And then you'll like the next event, it's like nothing. You're like, damn it, step back. So, but like, you have to understand their main audience is not us. I get it. Sure. Um, And you just got to be thankful for what you get. So, but like, like I guess it's been so long, but like when I was subscribed to New Japan, I mean, it would be like Kota Ibushi and Kenny and Cody, you know, in a main event. And it would be like kenny and uh abushi versus hangman and cody and young bucks versus the golden lovers and will osprey versus marty scroll and will osprey versus zack saber jr and will osprey versus Kashida, and then you know of course like will osprey versus shingo and like it was just like so many different options of like amazing like wrestle kingdom was like Four way with like Will Ospreay, and then like they would have, uh, you know, Jericho Omega, and they would have like Cody and Kota Ibushi. And I mean, it was just like incredible super cards, it's really what it was.
1: I used to have to like set alarms throughout the night where I'd like because I'd be like having a hard time staying awake, but I had like my certain guys who I always needed to watch for those overnight shows. Young Bucks yeah. were always one of them. Like I was always like, I got to be awake for the Young Bucks match. Got to be awake for Ishii and Shibata. Got to be awake for AJ. Yeah. Got to be away for Nakamura. Like those are like my guys. So I'd be like, so I'd be like watching it. And like the, like the Young Bucks would open against like, you know, uh, like Trent and, and, and uh, Romero or something. And like, they'd have a match and I'd be like, oh, awesome. That was like the best tag team match. All right, cool. And I look at the car and I'd be like, Okay, Yoshihashi is next, and then like after that is like someone I'd be okay, cool. I've got like a half hour, and I'd like set my alarm. I'm like, gonna sleep like a half hour. Alarm, alarm yeah. would hit, and I'd be like, okay, what matches it? And like basically just try to keep myself awake when I needed to be awake, and just hope I had enough energy for like an hour long main event at the end of the, at like seven in the morning. You know what I mean? Um, but those were fun times, man. Like I do, I do wish I could do that tonight and didn't have to. You know, I mean that'd be cool. You should just just power through it but watch. yeah I thought
0: about it but man like I just I don't want to be like half dead when that match is going on like I want to be fully invested and know what's going on and you know but I'll tell you like if it gets like 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm feeling pretty good and you know I'll start watching it and just kind of see how I feel then maybe I'll try to push through but I don't know it's been a long freaking day I don't know if I'll make it
1: yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make. Like, I I definitely not gonna make it through the whole show. That's one million percent not gonna happen. But like, I I do stay up pretty late most nights. But I'm I'm so beat today that like I don't. But I, I would have liked to stay awake for the for the Rumble. I always like watching that. Just the goofiness and like hoping that you know Scott Norton comes out and power bombs someone or something. Um, nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey,
0: we never talked about this, but like. Are you like blown away that Dana White is being involved in power slap or whatever?
1: Like because he slapped his wife? Uh, so. No,
0: absolutely <laughs> not. I didn't even want to bring that up. But if you uh, want to talk about it. No, can. I don't.
1: No, I don't want to talk about that right now. I'm going to wait until all the information's out about that, but it definitely doesn't look good. Um,
0: I mean, he's, he, he's <laughs> talked to TMZ. His wife and him both released statements. They were smashed. They got in an argument. She smacked him. He smacked her. He's apologized. She's apologized. They're still on vacation in Cabo. Like, Hey, fair enough. There's no suit. There's no divorce. There's none of this stuff. They've shown the kids the video. That was the hardest thing that they said they had to deal with. But it is what yeah. it is. They've been married 26 years. He's known her since she was 12 years old.
1: Man, how old was he?
0: I don't know. That's a weird. A...
1: That's a weird fact. Throughout there, I'm, I'm hoping he was like also 12. Um, Listen, but... it's
0: like Eminem and Haley, or not Haley, but uh, whatever her name was, Kim? like his, Kim. Thank you, Eminem and Kim. Like they were like middle school sweethearts that just became famous and then like had a falling out. Like same, like she's she's dealt with Dana through all of this. Like it is what it is, but. Uh, what I was gonna say though is I could argue that this is more embarrassing than celebrity boxing.
1: Oh, this, yeah, this whole i this whole thing looks insanely stupid. Like it's not gonna stupid. work. It's not gonna take off. But the at fact
0: all. that like Dana wants to be associated with this like almost blows me away. Like I am like, what are you doing? This is a terrible decision.
1: Dude, it goes along with we were talking about it before with um who is who was talking about him the other day that's saying like, Ariel? Oh, sorry. Ariel. Yes. That's who it was. He was t- Ariel Hawani talking about how Dana White, unless it was backed by the Fertittas, like the UFC, yeah. nothing Dana White has done on his own has been a success. Zufa boxing and this kind of stuff. Um, Here's the thing but,
0: though, Steven is following dynamite.
1: Yeah. So I, my, my thing is this, If you wanted to be involved with some sort of like weird ESPN eight type, you know, hybrid sport or whatever, huh? Freak show. Yeah, like, like back slam ball, back roller jam, (laughs) like back something that's actually cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, like don't like, like, slab boxing is not going. Just straight up isn't going to take off. Like, this is not the next UFC. (laughs) What (laughs) is
0: the skill?
1: But, but to me that makes the UFC
0: look bad. Like you're saying that like I found the next big thing that is somewhat equivalent to this, and it's this. Like, no. Like
1: well, they're trying to make it like an skill? ultimate Fighter reality show, like to go along with it. Like the show yes. is like it's like a bunch of fighters living it's straight up the ultimate fighters that they're just doing slapping instead of fighting. No, and, yeah, it's
0: following wrestling. Like dynamite yeah. ends, and then here comes this slap crap. And like I'm just watching this just scratching my head like does he really think this is a good idea like he thinks this is going to work like I can tell you right now this is not going to work
1: is uh Hasabula, whatever is he is he a part of that too no
0: but Forrest Griffin is a catcher and that means that when people get knocked out he catches the body (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's where we're at
1: you know, right, let's, I, just I, about, let's just wrap the show up, dude. We've we've we've, we've, we've out of like great uh, former UFC light heavyweight champion, the man that choked out the champion. Ultimate Fighter season one champion, credited along with Stephen Bonner for saving the UFC, is now catching catching people getting knocked out in flat boxing run by Dana yes. White.
0: It's so right pathetic. it's so bad like what what are we what are we doing and then not only that like Dana has a deal with rumble to be like an exclusive provider for slap boxing like,
1: like for with who with rumble rumble
0: yeah like the the affiliate to the the, the competition to YouTube that allows free speech
1: oh, like,
0: oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I might <laughs> have taken you in right there. Uh, I oh might
1: have oh took his life right there. You can't talk this. Yeah, just I'm end curious. the show. Oh I'm my serious. Like... No, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> this isn't going to work so, at all.
0: Not at all. Oh, my like, God. And they're spending money on this? Like, big production value? Oh like. God. What are we – I'm like Dana's boxing contender show over this idea. Like, this is – Oh, my like, god. Why not? Why not? How about we do this? Celebrity ultimate boxing or whatever where you have, like, an ultimate fighter but with, like, YouTube people and celebrities that are going to end up boxing. and then, But they're actually – they're actually taught how to fight for, like, eight weeks. And see how they do. I would much rather watch something like that than just a guy standing there with a mouth mouthpiece biting on it and hoping he doesn't fall down by getting hit in the face.
1: An like, unprotected shot to the face. Just letting someone hit you.
0: unprotected, yeah. and you just you just hope you don't fall down.
1: Like, and you hope to God that you fucking or sorry, my bad. You flip you you flip the. Cord. I don't know how you how you even determine who gets the first slap because like that seems like that's the whole whole strategy right it's like like when when you play rochambeau with someone it's like hey let's kick each other in the nuts like i go first it's like you have a gigantic advantage of winning this game if you go first
0: like do you do you call rampage and Vanderlay and tito and chuck and just be like hey you guys want to give this a shot and like slap each other in the face that would
1: be like you might as well let them back in the octagon like if you're Uh, gonna let them do this
0: this is yeah. so bad no like he's I terrible. I just I I don't know who pitched this who you know and the Dana's all like oh you know I'm here to clean up boxing and boxing's such a mess and they don't know how to run their sport dude you are trying to like make slap boxing a thing like this is stupid I don't know what he's thinking like, I, I honestly felt like Dana was above this. I really didn't think Dana would want anything to do with this.
1: You're trying to find the, I, next, I don't, you know, I don't, the next venture for when he gets out of the UFC game, when his contract's up, he's got to have might that Might be
0: next. sooner than later.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, this is actually a pretty good segue um, to let everyone know. Uh, this Thursday morning, my show with Jeremy Lambert, the spotlight over on Fightful Normally we go live at 9 30 a.m. Eastern. We'll be live an hour early because of my overtime at work this week. So we will be at 8 30 a.m. Eastern. Um, we have already pre-recorded an interview with world chess boxing champion Matt Thomas. So um I actually spoke with a person What exactly
0: is chess boxing?
1: It's in it's not exactly how it sounds because most people would think it's like you're moving pieces and like punching someone I didn't like, think that
0: but like are you <clears throat> are it just chess? Like
1: it's Yeah, you're really ulter- you're alternating. Is. So like you play like a like uh you play like you know in chess they have like, I I don't know exactly the terms for chess, but they have like the little clock next to them. There's like a certain amount of time or amount of plays that you have to do or whatever. <clears throat> you so basically you're playing like a round of chess and then you're alternating that between rounds of boxing. So like they they move the chessboard out of the way They put gloves on you. Your gloves are, your hands are taped the whole time. And you're, so you basically play chess for, you know, a few minutes. If there's no checkmate, you do a round of boxing for like, you know, two minutes or whatever you agreed to. And you just alternate round of box, round of chessing back, round of chess, round of boxing back and forth until there's either a checkmate or a knockout. Okay. So So it's a real, but but it's a very, obviously it's a very niche thing, but like there was the guy who I had on the show that, that we interviewed. He um, he was a part. He was a part of commentary for um this this big live streamer called Ludwig. Sorry, <clears throat> Ludwig. Um, Ludwig Augurin is his, his full name. But he um, he's he was a big Twitch streamer. He was like the most subscribed guy on Twitch. Signed a huge deal with YouTube like a year or so ago and um he put on this big chess boxing event it was also smash boxing they did um some some fights that were around of uh um super smash brothers and then around of boxing but <clears throat> but he put this event on and there was like 400,000 concurrent viewers on youtube it was, it was the most watched thing ever at one time on youtube was this chess boxing event that they did um so uh it's it's i mean it's definitely Goofy, there's goofiness to it for sure. But also Matt Thomas, by the way, who I interviewed, w- fought on the opening fight of the Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter boxing card that I love so much. So oh, okay. I got I got like a real you know real legend in, in my world uh when it comes to this kind of stuff. You YouTube boxing and the whole thing. So, so yeah, if you want to know more about chess boxing, it's a by fascinating way, conversation.
0: Real yeah. quick, did you watch the utter destruction of Dylan Dennis by Ariel Hawaii. Yeah,
1: he called him a bitch to his face like multiple times. I mean, the whole
0: time, like Dylan Danis just got completely destroyed on there, and then it now looks like he's not going to fight KSI. Like, like what are you, what are you doing? Who's giving this guy career advice? Like, it is the most like. I don't even understand how he's relevant in any way at this point. But like I I just I couldn't believe like how Ariel was just like you're a bitch and you know like <laughs> honestly I, I love I love 107 Ariel. Like I yeah, think it's great. Yeah. He's a guy that has taken a lot of crap and some of it he he deserves, but at the end of the day like he's never really been able to defend himself and dish it back and now man he is unleashing
1: bombs. He, for people who forget like he was self-made like through YouTube and through the internet before anyone was like doing that and then along the way <laughs> you know worked his way up through like MMAfighting.com and eventually ESPN and all that stuff Jerry Park and, baby well Park.com was his first big website yeah no, I sure. Yeah, and I'm and saying. they oh, right. I mean I, I remember the first probably for you too the first interview I saw of his was the Kurt Angle interview um,
0: first interview i saw was him with tito, tito oh, no, it was like well, tito was a free agent he was like standing outside with the lead xc like that's when he was flirting with going to a lead xc he, it was a uh, it was there for that it was like for mma rated i think it was called yeah i remember Something MMA rated
1: guy. for sure yeah. yeah yeah they um so but but ariel had to play the game for a long time like he made it and like made it to heights that People that also got to understand, there was really nobody really covering MMA, especially not to, the, to hit his level. He was the the newsbreaker, like the main guy for yeah. the longest time. And he still really is for the most part. It's just Dana's not in good graces with him, so he's not getting the same kind of level. Of if he was, he was still in good
0: graces with Dana, like Ariel would be the face of the sport. Like he would be Adam Schefter.
1: Yeah, he'd be like a UFC Hall of that- Famer. Yeah, everything, like yeah, everything, he, yeah. like
0: everything. And he yeah. would be the guy that like everyone would go to for the scoops and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it
0: would be like, Have you heard anything from Dana? And he'd be like, I have not heard from Dana yet, but I've reached out, he'd tell you get back from me in a little bit, you know, like
1: well, that's because that's he, what he was. Like before was, the four was big. He got um, the
0: exclusive announcement that Dana bought Strike Force. Like yep. the USC bought Strike Force and he did that video that dropped, and he was getting breaking news like left and right. If if it was getting reported by Ariel, one, it was legit, and two, it was news that nobody knew yet.
1: Right, exactly. And 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 for a long time, because he made it all the way up to like ESPN, like he just really had to play the game for a long time. And then when he went yep. back, <laughs> he realized like uh, he like he reaches he reaches goals and his goals have changed and the world has changed and espn isn't what it used to be and now you can be self-made again outside of it as your own brand and stuff you get the mma hour back and all that and yeah and another thing is too it's similar i like here's the thing i people know i the all the stuff i say about cm punk i would never go up to cm punk and like call him a bitch to his face i'm not like i wouldn't i, I wouldn't be confrontational and want to do that but i but it's the same kind of idea i feel like with ariel where. He just isn't, in, even though Dylan Danis is a professional MMA fighter, I don't think Ariel Hawaii is intimidated by him. Like, I think or that he's like just...
0: JJ. like Dylan Danis right. will break your arm real quick. But, no, I know exactly what but, you mean. But the, the, on like, the flip
1: side, Ariel's, like, twice his size. People don't understand yeah. that. Like, like, I know Ariel's not a trained guy, and, like, Dylan Danis should defeat him in combat. But, like, I think that's kind of how Ariel feels, is, like, this is a small guy. Like, cause Ariel's like, like six, four or something. Ariel's a pretty big dude. Um, Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things is like this little guy who really hasn't beaten anybody legitimate in MMA is talking all this trash. He and, 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 he right, and, and he just gets in random fights with like strangers and he seems to be losing those fights with just like yeah. civilians. So like, yeah. it's the same kind of thing with like CM Punk. I, this is kind of, I can kind of relate to kind of that idea where it's like, I would never like want to fight the guy, but if he got in my face, I'd be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like back down. And any other UFC fighter in history, I would literally run away pissing myself. I'd be you like, know, you you know win, when I'm you... out. Uh, yeah, you, like, you can take whatever you want and have to take my wallet, take my money, take my phone. I'm out of here. I'm not fighting you. But like, see, I'm you know what be he kind of
0: reminds me of? Like, and this is not, I'm not saying he is this guy as a person. He's kind of like the Teddy Hart of MMA. Where, like, Dylan
1: Dennis, yeah, in a certain well, the, where it's like no, he had, any,
0: yeah, he had such potential. Yeah. He was the top BJ, BJJ guy in the world. He was viewed as one of those up and coming guys. He was affiliated with Connor. Like, it was like to sign Dylan Dennis was like you could be signing a future Sean O'Malley, a future star in your company. And now he's become such an embarrassment. And the guy that, like, really a lot of people don't want to deal with. And, like, his word means nothing. Everything falls through. He hasn't fought in, I don't know, like, three years. Like, yeah. that's what I mean in a sense. Where, like, For he sure. had so much potential, so much hype. And now he's just, like, literally an embarrassment.
1: <clears throat> yeah. No, I agree. And Ariel, um, but def- definitely, I mean, he clearly feels the same way. Like, he just – he clearly this isn't intimidated by the guy and he's tired of the guy saying the stuff he's been saying on social media. And he got, you just basically said all this stuff to you gotta give Ariel a lot of credit. Most people would hide behind a keyboard. We've, Ariel has got a bigger following than all these fighters do outside of like Connor. Right. Ariel's got the biggest following of all these guys. Like he can really say whatever he wants and stay in his little corner. And he could go on the MMA hour on his own platform and on his own Twitter and stuff and say whatever he wanted and like be safe. But he had the balls to invite danis right there onto his show face to face and call him the bitch to his face like we yeah. saw what happened that clip went viral of uh i can't remember the guy's name it's it was well i know the, the show was no jumper with but adam adam 22 is the guy who runs the the channel yeah
0: but there I was like the jumper is.
1: yeah so but there there was like a clip recently that like um i think the guy's name is like i can't remember his name it's like I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna even want to guess because I'm gonna sound stupid. But there's a guy who's like a regular. If someone said it in the chat, I would recognize it though. But there's a guy. He's like a. Re- he's a real life pimp, or at least was for like a long time. And he's like actually about that life and like his. I think he's written books about it and stuff like that. Um, it takes it very seriously. Like like how he treated the women and the money that you make and everything involved with you. Know, everything involved in that lifestyle. And they had this guy on there recently who came on there basically just like just a giant fake pretty much. And the clip went viral. You probably saw it. He mounts the dude. and he was just punching him in the face, spitting his face, and then just started punching him in the face right there on the oh, sofa. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It beat the total crap out of him. the guy's whole face was all busted. He's like, yes. call me a bitch again or something and like that. And that's my like whole that point. Is is that's moment. how most
1: people would react. Is like you call someone a bitch to their face, especially when you know like millions of people could potentially be right. watching this on YouTube. That's usually the outcome. Ariel felt so comfortable calling Dylan Danis yeah. a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and Dylan didn't yeah. do anything, like you know what I mean? Like, that's I just feel like that says a yeah. lot about Dylan. Like Dylan, I, I mean, here's the thing, I'm not gonna sit here and call any any MMA fighter a bitch, like because obviously, like who am I to say that? But when you're let's take the mma fighter equate out of the equation when you're a um when when you're fighting civilians as often as he is and like getting in scott like, like physical altercations with people like everywhere you go in public like you're a bitch, dude like like you're you know what i mean yeah. like that's that's like you're you're a trained fighter who's going out there and sucker punching people out in the streets like right you know, and no no other real professional athlete that calls himself a martial artist is doing stuff like that.
0: And um, then, like, dude, he's so full of it. And Ariel kept calling him out on his lies. Like, dude, I don't think you were gonna fight Logan Paul. I really don't. And I don't think you yeah. were gonna do a lot of things you keep saying. Like, and then talking about how he's the highest paid. And then Ariel like looks at his pay, like, dude, you are not. Like, you are like, oh, dude, I made like three million dollars on that fight. No, you didn't, dude. You're full of yeah. crap. He's just he's just constantly lying so that that part is is like he just seems like a guy that's trying to be cool but it like the party's kind of over and he doesn't well, he was
1: wearing he an nwo hat also which i was like yeah. don't NWO look lame come on like
0: yeah i was just like it, it, you probably never even watch much wrestling either like you don't even know what you're doing like it just well, he, and
1: crazy. that hat i i've i recently i only know this because i was looking for like on like you know holiday deals but that that's like a new like off of WWE shop, like a current, like that isn't even some like cool vintage, like like right. got that back in like ninety-seven. Like <clears throat> he he bought that within the last few weeks off of WWE shop.com. Like, I mean, that's not just kind of lame. <laughs> like, I, I, know you know, I just think
0: that's who he is, you know. Yeah. But
1: that's a good way to wrap it
0: up. I was just curious on your opinion on that one.
1: No, I think Dylan Dance is lame as hell.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely for sure and i think yeah. ariel is definitely uh getting some respect
1: you know what dylan danis and cm, CM punk would be a good people. one that'd be a good fight dylan danis and cm punk would actually be an interesting fight and I've dylan seen, would choke him i think fast. dylan would
0: choke him out like yeah at, at the end of the day
1: but dylan's stand-up is so bad that like maybe just how maybe. about a
0: boxing fight just a boxing fight
1: that'd be interesting
0: yeah why not
1: Put them on like the Uncount, undercard.
0: Punk out art. Punk He took a beating.
1: Yeah. Put them on the undercard of like salt poppy versus like Supreme Patty or something. And um yeah, oh, we're off to the races. Um <clears throat> anyway, y'all. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk Underscore. Um, that's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. It's right below me on the thing. Um oh. you can uh subscribe to the Fightful Select Weekend or podcast. That's every weekend. Or, or Mondays during the football season. Sometimes it's on Mondays. Um, that's over at FightfulSelect.com talking the world of independent professional wrestling. Talked about a little earlier, the spotlight on Fightful, normally 9.30 a.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Fightful with myself and Jeremy Lambert. This Thursday, it'll be an hour earlier at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. So please join us. We had a lot of stuff to talk about from the world of wrestling and also the interview I was just talking about a little earlier with chess boxing world champion Matt Thomas and uh please make sure to you know hit the like button subscribe if you haven't already if you have any super chats that you want to send last minute we will address them or we'll you know get to them next week i have a tip jar also in my um in my twitter that if you send them any money to the tip jar me and doug split that money and then we open up the next show answering your question or reading your statement and treating it just like a super chat to open up the show so um, don't get those very often but we always do honor that so sometimes when we start the show off when i'm reading these paypal messages those are from people who have sent them during the week and we will address them right at the beginning of the next show so um that's a way to support um you know when we're not live and um we will have merchandise soon uh, i'm still working on the best way of doing that but we'll do like hoodies <coughs> probably hoodies t-shirts that kind of stuff um and uh, that would be another way to support because a lot of people have reached out saying that they you know want either merchandise or some way to support, but they can't make it live to the stream. So that's the best way to do that. And uh and yeah, that's I, I appreciate y'all. And we're not gonna talk about the Vikings at all this week. We're just gonna tell you what um Doug, what about you, man? Anything before we get out of here?
0: Uh no, follow me on Twitter. Everybody enjoy Wrestle Kingdom. Uh next week we'll we'll review it. And we'll also uh, preview that mega card for Dynamite uh, going into California. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, this the first show of 2023. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see what 2023 brings us. I think it's going to be a crazy year in wrestling. So, a lot of stuff to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely catch you guys next week.
1: Yep, next week. Same time, same place. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern live here live rounds rvd theater for life youtube channel i'm steven that's doug skull vikings go cowboys thank you for tuning in to live rounds make sure you leave a like leave a comment and donate to steven jensen he will read out your donations on the next week's show also don't forget to follow doug bateman and steven jensen on twitter and if you like what you heard tonight check out more live rounds episodes